It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Three blind cogs, three blind cogs, see how they run. Me and you ain't much fun. They all run after another mess. Why? She cuts up the tip of the car every night.
Greetings, Dogleg Wigger and Master Ascars across the Brood and Unzog. Playing in the open air, Coast Coast Deadhouse. We call Dog Babble on the third and the final. But this show, as always, is aimed at the lost, the found sheep of the house of Israel, ye chosen seed of Israel's race. Ye who did hear Quiet's call. Greetings. Let's see. <laughs> uh, tonight we have a room full of Nimbuster Tards. We have a room full of Nimbuster Tards, but last night, uh well we had we had our own insanity. We uh you know, we had our own insanity. Uh when old uh Michelle Harris, aka that girl is no good, aka Optima Femina called in and well of course made a ass clown of herself. Now, folks, I have been getting calls. I've been getting calls from people who have been stalking that goofy bitch just like she's been stalking me. And, uh, hey, uh, they've been, you know, Martin, do you have a pen? Well, yes, I do have a pen, by the way, you know, in any case here. I do have a pen. Well, okay, this is, you know, this is who this crazy heifer is. This crazy heifer, you know, who calls herself Optima Femina, her real name is this, and her... Daddy was a sheriff's deputy, and the goofy bitch comes from California, and she's 51 years old, and uh, hey, uh, she's a goofy bitch. They've been pretty well telling me all about Optima Femina, which is fine here. Uh, folks, uh, in the you know, those of you tards who are in the bowel movement and think you are going to be quiet, First of all, you're not you're not hiding anything because Zog Babylon, the NSA, uh, you know, big sister, uh, big trendy lesbo <laughs> sister is watching you and giving it to the Southern Party Law Center and the Ashkenazi Deprecation League. Now, you know, there was a big stink about how Sony Pictures information, terabytes and terabytes of it, was revealed. And folks from my guy was actually an insider who was disgruntled or something like that. And the Phibis the can claim that North Korea did it here. Why, they cut off Kim Il-un, Jung-un, whatever the hell that little, that little uh, you know, dog-eating-grease-ball is, names is. They cut, off his, they cut off the Internet in North Korea, which means that he couldn't let, you know, download a Swedish tranny porn here. But what you understand is that there are all sorts of people who have a grievances, including, you know, just like this uh, Edward Snowden against Zog Babylon. And Zog Babylon has all these back doors. So essentially, you know, there, are, there really are no secrets to anybody at all. The Chinese government more than likely has the back doors. They don't want to take down the uh, internet. Uh, at least not in you know, Zog Babylon, but hey, maybe one of these days, uh, maybe the Koreans will supposedly take down Zog Babylon's internet. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case, but it might. It might. There, There is no rule of law. There is nothing going on. 2014 was pretty much a year where Zog Babylon admitted torturing people. We don't do that one, yes. Uh, we do do that, or at least you do, nigger. You're not going to punish Dumbia. You're not going to punish Nicholas Cheney. Now, 
if you were serious about it, you would send you would send them, you know, Dick Cheney, old Wolf here, and the rest here. You'd send them to Iraq here to be tortured by ragheads here. Any case, uh, but but getting on here, last night you had this crazy bitch out in the feminine, and she got a little bit uh, worried here. Folks, I have gotten three calls from from three different individuals who have been pretty well digging up shit on Michelle, and they downloaded they downloaded uh, last night's little chimp out by Opna Femna. And folks, I am not a very good interviewer, but even I knew good enough to let the bitch let you know. I was mad as hell when she called in, mad as hell at the sanctimonious. Goofy, Polak, bitch, you know, who might be a Jewess. But I'm glad that you Nimbus retards, you know, you know, weren't really listening. Only a few Nimbus retards were listening, and you sort of kept it sort of quiet. So there's only about 10 or 12 people there, and that's good here. But tonight, all the tards are out, okay? So, uh, let's see here. What's <laughs> the Okay, I'm going to unmute uh, a few. Uh, folks, uh, what, is, what is 2015 going to uh, bring? It's going to bring more of the same shit that 2014 brought. You're going to have, you're going to have Swillery and Jabouche essentially giving us the pieces of shit that we've had for the past, what, oh, 20-some years? That's all. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Getting back, uh, none of you, none of you who want to remain quiet, you should always remember: do not piss anybody off. Nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents worth, or nineteen ninety-nine worth, because you don't have to have too much, and you have all these people who scour the internet trying to tell you information about anybody, and they'll sell it. You can find out quite a bit of stuff. But anyway, uh, stupid Michelle. That's why I call her. Not Michelle. I call her Michelle. Not swell. Not my bell. Uh, you know, pretty well, she was sort of outed, but she was getting nervous. You know, it's, it's, a, it's happened with, uh, what's his name? Dale McCone. You know, Newskike. You know, Stephen Brower, a.k.a. In Gelded. They get all, you know, the Internet is about a whole bunch of little dorky weasels like you Nimbusters sitting, sitting in Mama's basement, sort of like Newskike, you know, masturbating to uh, Internet porn, Internet tranny porn, more like Internet tranny shemale porn, and, <laughs> you know, living, living benighted existences wanting to play at shit. Now, I made a video, uh, and I'll put it up here. I have Roxy in it. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, one of the people who listen says that you can't hear music very well. You can hear me singing to it, but you can't hear the background music here. And part of that is the fault. I need to raise the speakers up. About anything can be found about anyone, but you have you had these people come out and uh, you know 
pretty well it got my blood pressure roaring here because that's exactly what happened when they took my grandkids. They got a little piece of shit, a little mongrel piece of shit, Matt, Matthew Wittenberg, who was Cousin Debbie's little mongrel, you know, mongrel kid who probably looks like Johnny Tonto, you know, sort of like Burt Reynolds, whatever. And essentially they promised that they wouldn't put him to prison if he would make a false accusation anonymously against me. And then later on I did a little video. Maybe I'll put it up one of these days here. But Zog Babylon doesn't seem to realize that when you don't have rule of law, why well, anything can happen. And the pig lice are not going to be able to keep it together. Just a week or so ago, some crazy nigger, some crazy nigger who wanted to kill himself was talked out of it by his, I guess, presumably nigger girlfriend in Baltimore. So he shot her. You know, didn't shoot her dead, but she, you know, put a hole in her and you know, <laughs> you know, took a you know, bus ticket to uh, Brooklyn from Baltimore, and they sent a fax, worry about this nigger coming in, and by then it was too late. He went in and just popped two pigs. And now there's whining, whining, oh, it's awful. It's, you know, well, yes, the liberals and the regime criminals are whining because guess what? The little treasonous line of Zog Blue is what keeps them alive. That's what keeps them alive. They, they seem to have the idea. I, I, I've seen this for 20 years. Ever since what? Uh, August, no, July 9th, 1994. Here comes the city council critter. He goes ahead and he assaults me because I don't like their little fucking pigs running around that they brought into Granby. We've had, we've had a pig life force since 1994. Now, the latest... Now, the latest uh, chief of police, Jacob Kelly, he is relatively the best of a very sorry lot. And from my gear, he was over there because I think these two social workers, they waited till I was gone, paying taxes or doing whatever, and then they came sneaking in. And they got uh, Chief Kelly to essentially do that, and they asked Roxy a bunch of questions like, well, hey, oh, uh, you know, is he treating you wrongly or something like that? Folks, some people say Martin made a mistake in showing that video. He shows that this woman is weighing around 500 pounds and, you know, do they have penetrative sex like April Skank, or not April, April Skank, Skanky wanted to ask here. Well, it's none of anybody's business here. There's a number of reasons. There's a number of reasons that I take care of Roxy, and the main reason is because it is the thing to do. She is the mother of my grandchildren. She was loyal to me. She's a little bit muley. She's not exactly very obedient, but it, I do it because it is the thing to do. It's the honorable thing to do. It is the lawful thing to do. I do what I do because it is lawful. I do what I do because I'm a lawful man. Now, I don't believe in going through the pretense of drool of law with regime criminals, but I've noticed that pigs have the notion that they can destroy their precious constipation. They can destroy their bill of goods. You know, not, they're not really destroying anything. They're just 
They're just fucking around with some pieces of paper, toilet paper, never meant to be obeyed. But they believe they can do whatever the hell they want to because they're in power. They can knock people's teeth out. They can send people to prison with perjury, and they can do the rest of it here. And for all practical purposes, 999 times out of 1,000, they're absolutely right. What do, you, what do you do in the case of one out of a thousand here? Let's see. Why you will have, you know, just like you know, just like uh, happened during the time of King Ahab, you might have had three million people living, but seven thousand did not bend their knee or bow to Baal. More like half a percent, but that half a percent was eleven, which kept which kept Yahweh from altogether turning his back on Israel during the time of Ahab. So when you don't have even the pretense of rule of law, when you have essentially the government claim, you know, essentially admitting they torture people, not just Arabs, when they admit that you know, this bill of goods and this constipation is dead letter, what prevents them from being hunted down, they and their families, and exterminated? Because, folks, I don't believe in setting up a police state with a whole bunch of pigs. I believe that the way in dealing with defective human animals or sub-animals is simply, is simply killing them all off here, destroying their lives. Mother Montgomery said, what's the purpose of torture? The purpose of torture isn't to get a confession. The purpose of torture is not, is not even, is not even to teach regime criminals a lesson. The purpose of torture is to keep the percentage of the population that you want to keep alive, essentially have them understand the, uh, you know, to where they had better at the, you know, at the very least be, remain neutral as you are having your way and setting up a new regime. Now, in the movement, I've said quite correctly, the movement is nothing more than Zogmoths, Jews, Mongols. CI dentistry is really, you know, hey, I, I think I'm the only Comparean. The only Comparean, you know, dual seed mind Christian identity orthodox minister. I don't tell you what to do. I tell you what you should do, but I don't tell you what you must do. Because if you're not an Israelite, you know, why am I telling you anything? You, have, you can listen to it if you want. If you may be, what, a mongrel or even a Jew, you can essentially petition Yahweh for mercy, which is unmerited pardon, and hope that Yahweh feels kindly with you. Essentially, I'm talking, really, to the lost and the found sheep of the house of Israel. You chose the seed of Israel's race. Ye who did hear Christ's call. That is who I am talking to. And I'm explaining that there is no political solution. There is nothing but Zogbots and Tars and idiots and liars and criminals. That's all that is left. And so there's no fixing Saul's Babylon. 
The two bunches here, which I have a little bit of friendliness for, is Harold Covington and uh, Greg Johnson. And they both have their problems. What, a week and a half ago, Harold Covington twice told me that he thought I was insane or nuts or mad or whatever. You know, I said, well, well whatever. You know, whatever, Harold. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, if you're going to go ahead and fight against Thog Babylon, that's not exactly a rational thing to do. It's something that is going to get you in trouble. It is. It's dangerous. But yet, it is something to do. I was wondering, why my sister? Why my sister? You know, we we went there. I had, you know, had my brother-in-law, you know, serve this idiot, you know, Terry Neff. I went and paid my taxes in Newton County. And we went by McDonald's, and you know, like I said, you know, the cheapest thing to do is just buy a whole bunch of hamburgers, buy a whole bunch of them buck doubles. And so we did that, and then we came back, and here it was about oh, about ten minutes after eleven. And my sister says, "Maybe you better back off. Maybe you better, oh, not go so badly against it here." And she worked for these bastards. She knows who they are. She knows they have no morals. And I said, "Look, Susan, I don't have you know. I mean, pretty well, my hatred of these people overcomes my fear for my own life here." I mean, I'm not scared to die as long as I can take a lot of them with me. As long as I can send them and their children to screaming to hell. And there is no, you know, I, I guess the pigs, you know, just like the bow boom, they've always thought, oh, no, we live in a police state. They're going to put us in a camp. No, they're not. There's not, there's not enough, you know, I mean, you know, Zog Babylon puts, in the most people percentage, you're about one, two, three percent. It's rising up here, but there'll come a time when you have what? Ten million people in prison, but only one million pigs. What happens when a crazy nigger does like they, like they did? You, did you see them pigs? They were just whimpering here, like a, like a cat, which has just had its nose. Beaten on the end of every animal, have its nose be oh, it's squivering, it's just squimpering. Two pigs killed by a crazy nigger. Can you imagine what's going to happen when, hey, pigs are essentially just gunned down and they go, you know, they go to the pig's family and they kill all the, you know, kill the piglets too, kill the sow pig, kill the piglets. When they are running around and skinning out judges and lawyers and politicians. They don't have enough. They don't have enough. I mean, Zog Babylon is provoking a civil war, provoking a rebellion. When people rise up, when their hatred overcomes their fear, not just me, my job is to essentially point out is that, hey, destroying Zog Babylon is always in everyone's interest I and mean, within everyone's ability. It can be done. It should be done. It will be done. I was explaining as a shoot. I never expected to live to be what? Oh, 40 or 50, much less 57. 
I hate these people. I hate these people so very much. You know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way, who thinks this way. Every birthday, every birthday, I go through a period to where, what did I get accomplished this year? And the answer is that, you know, what is my goal in life? My goal in life is that, you know, and this is why I tried to tell Edgar Steele way back in 2004. So if Babylon's going to fall apart, it's not going to be around. So the goal of a revolutionary is to make the revolution far more bloody and far more thorough and far more merciless and far more explosive. My job is not to put out the fire. My job is to toss 100,000 matches, 10,000 matches upon all the kindling. I have a dream. I have a dream, you know, just like I told these secret service agents. I have a dream where essentially there's only about, I think, about 10% of the remaining Whigger percentage here. You know, essentially about, what, 10 million Whiggers, ex-Whiggers, ruled by 10,000 warlords. Essentially the rest of them dead. This country burning, you know, burning right down and not being able to get up. All you know, any ability to, you know, be around. Now, folks, you have these, you have Greg Johnson, he is arguing about we shouldn't have these idiots leader like uh, Jared Taylor with his Jew wife here and American Ramsoff, you know, just, you know, sucking the dicks of Jews here. And then you have old fat parrot running around. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Let's go look at them, conference. All it is is just simply cards. Old Whigger tards who think their money and their little brains and their little scribblings are going to save them. It's not. I went and mailed off yesterday, you know, just before, around 3.34. Mailed off my taxes to the county of Missouri, which has my church. And I, I made a payment under protest for this one building I got, which used to be the post office which is essentially can be tore down because I think it has an IRS lien or something on it. She said, what are you going to do with your church? I said, well, I'm going to wait till come spring. And then I'm going to make it available because, hey, it's only 40 miles away from Kansas City. It's only, what, 50 miles or less from Kansas City International Airport. There can be a number of meetings here. You know, come spring. There can be a number of, you know, wonderful meetings for the weekend for people to have these, you know, meetings here. And I'm going to insist that they don't show their ass, they don't run around and act like tards. But hey, you know, I, you know, I might very well loan it out for what? Oh, $500, $1,000, depending. And hey, bring up the Buick and act it as a taxi cab and probably have people who live in Kansas City who want to essentially help out or something like that. You can have regional meetings. You can have national meetings. You can have international meetings. There. That church will hold, what, 250 people at least in the top floor. 
you have a what? You have a county seat to where you have a Walmart and you have what? A McDonald's and a Burger King and a Taco Bell and Kentucky Fried Chicken. You can do a number of things there. No problem. So, in case, Zog Babylon in 2015 will continue to decay. There was this Jew named James Howard Kessler. He he, he had a you know his his last you know, column for the week for the year was called Tipping Point. Folks, there is a tipping point to where people just simply say enough here, and when they say enough, enough of them say enough. That's going to be it. That's going to be it. There's not going to be any coming back for Zog Babylon. The flow of history is that this empire will break up. Now, unlike what some of these tars have the notion of is that there's going to be some organization and we're going to have critters like this Jew Alex Linder or Trader Glenn Miller or Wiggerswell Wheelos and Kevin Alfred Strom and Axis Ganky, they're going to be the leaders. Well, no, they're not. They're compromised. All together. I don't see any unit of government being any bigger than one of these, you know, one of you know, Zog's counties for all practical purposes. I see Zog Babylon breaking into thousands of individual principalities. And yes, I see nuclear weapons being used by Zog against former rebellious Zoglings. But folks, all Zog can do is destroy. All the movement can do is destroy. There is no rebuilding. There is no going back. My hero, Felix Straczynski, that's what he told Lenin. How do I save the revolution, said Lenin. And Felix Straczynski says, hey, just give me the police powers. Just make me your policeman, and I will round up and torture every, every unit of the former government, of the former regime, all the way from village policemen up all the way up to the czar. And that's what Felix Straczynski did. He'd wind them up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, torture them. They'd confess. He didn't really give a shit. they confess, and I don't either. I don't really care. What, you know. In fact, I hope the pig is tough. I really would like to hear three or four or five or six or a, or a week of screaming. Don't really bother me. Now, occasionally, Felix Straczynski would cheat. Why, sometimes, like the... The direct current in Lubyanka was enough, so he just, you know, some of the tougher Russian pigs, he just take them out to the courtyard of Lubyanka and wire up to a Model T uh, magneto coil, you know, wire up their nuts, and, you know, why one of them took as long as 26 seconds to confess here. I don't care how long it takes for a criminal to confess, a regime criminal to confess. He needs to die. His family needs to die. Oh, what about white families who are mistaken? I says, well, shoot, folks, let's look at the Bible. Yahweh told Hezekiah that, guess what, the gilded youth of Judea, they would be denutted. And guess what? Maybe, maybe if we're going to have some sort of government, I think a pure-blooded Whigger 
Ooh, Daniel, and then for the second race, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's here. That's fine. A regime criminal should have no right to expect anything other than what he dished out. That's all they should expect. And folks, I put up that video. Well, it was a mistake for Morty to put that bill. Shows how fat rocks he is. It's going to go ahead and bring. It's going to go ahead and bring a whole bunch of social workers going ahead and screaming, you know, and trying to give a hard time, folks. I don't really care. I'm not scared. I want to bring more and more hatred to where people have no compunction, torturing and killing their enemies. I don't want to rebuild anything. All I want to do is hasten destruction. Folks, I'm not telling you to create any units. I'm not telling you to create any militias. I've been there, done that 20 years ago. For those of you who are white, who want to live... It's about time for you to act just like I am. I am a pastor, which means that I deal with herd animals. And unlike the one who is searching after the one here, the one lamb which goes in, I'm making sure that 99 of them don't make it to market. Let them be eaten in the wilderness of sin here, eaten from you know asshole to snout here by the jukels the little wandering jukels that treadeth the vines of iniquity. You're talking nihilism. You're talking chaos. Well, folks, nihilism and chaos are there because, folks, the force of so-called of order is Jew world order. Nimrodism, Semiramicism, Satanism. Basically, these people are evil. These people need to die. They need to be set screaming to hell. They and their spawn. There needs to come an end to what we have now. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing that is going to last. There's nothing that is going to prevail. Evil eats out. Eats out what it needs to live upon. And all that can be saved is a little pocket of the found sheep here and a pocket of the found sheep there. And it is up to them to save their lives, them and Yahweh. They must do their part, and Yahweh will do his part. Throughout my time in speaking to see by Chris Sandanti, it's sort of like the sower sowing the seed doesn't really care. Some of the seed, you know, some of the, you know, the parable of sowing the seed, it goes to places where it shouldn't. It's eaten by birds. It's eaten by that. But some of it exists here. Some of it lasts here. And then when time comes, the tares are pulled up. No, folks, there's only going to be a small remnant which make it. There's only going to be a small remnant which make it to the first resurrection. And then such is Yahweh's 
such as Yahweh's mercy and forbearance. Here he's going to resur- you know, he's going to let the nations have a second chance during the millennium. But you read that when Satan is turned loose, the vast majority of them, even when given a period where they have good government under Yahweh's kings and priests here, even so, the vast majority of humanity will rebel when Satan has turned loose just a little time. And they will encompass the camp of the saints. They will try to get in, just like niggers and beaners and the rest, try to encompass our decaying, degenerate camp of the tapes. No. Bad life is everywhere. But that which needs to be saved is so limited. And let's understand that. Let's not be too surprised at betrayal. Let's not be too surprised at stupidity and degeneracy. Folks, I see you. I am occasionally gratified by goodness. I'm occasionally gratified by competence. Occasionally I'm gratified by virtue. Because it is literally just a little bitty weak little candle, not even worth that of a nightlight in a whole world of darkness, of stupidity, of evil, of viciousness. You know, folks, I had my interview with Optimum Femina, and I'm not surprised at what she acted here. Folks, I've seen this character. She's She stalks me because she hates me, but she's a, she's fascinated by me at the same time. So that's that's why I see. I see more decay. I see more degeneracy. I don't think we're going to have the collapse in 2015, but we will see a number of fires you know, waging and not being put out. And essentially, when you see the pigs here whining because they haven't had anybody killed since 2011, and then one afternoon after, they have run around throttling 300-pound nigger criminals. You know, that pig there in Wilson, he went ahead and executed that nigger. And the prostituter is seen using the grand jury to essentially get him off the hook here. He wouldn't do that for me. If one, of, if one of us here went ahead and shot a pig here or shot a politician or shot a social worker snooping around here, can you imagine that we would get the forbearance here, that cocksucker in what, Ferguson, that prostitute did? Hell no. Folks, we have civil war now. It just hasn't got yet to overtly bloody revolution. But when it does, there's not going to be use here of Oh, please, can't we get back to evil empire life? And the answer is we won't. We can't. Essentially, sooner or later, Zog Babylon will, you know, there it will blow up and you will have fires everywhere across the fruit and Zog plain. And there will not be any tapping it out here. And there won't be any bringing it back. It will be gone with the wind. It will be essentially like a firestorm from coast to coast. 
in the nut houses if you give them the nuts, matches, and gasoline, and plenty of combustibles. So, folks, I need to take a break, and I'll be back in a few minutes. Hail victory.
They are bringing and building up a lot. Thank you, Rabbi Finkelstein. Thank you, Brother Non-Aryan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You bastards. Okay, we'll play next here.
need to start communal projects. Yes, yes, that won't work here. Well, hell, all it requires one card to one dog mock to fuck it up here. Martin Spellman, Jack Gray here. Let's see. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, this forgot it. Pastor Lindsay, man, with an Armageddon plan, derail the railroad train. Wants to kill all the Jews and his auto wiggers too. He has a psycho Aaron Wiggers brain. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroy your golf cart and life, and then y'all fog lies and putting fog mammoth in his grave. He wakes day night, swims his life that stays right. He says, Oh, damn, I claim. And the weird half with the cow, them spits and fucking loud. That's so funny that hits that one he aims. Marching out of wars, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroy his dog from his eye, and fish of dog lies, and putting dog Babylon in his grave. It was on a weekday night when the pastor is at home talking to my family tree. When along come dirty Jews and a long lady make their ways and what Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Four grandkids, they are so brave. Destroy his dog, cause his eye, and face the off dog lies, and putting dog Babylon in his grave. Well, the asphalt held this breath when they fear a pastor's death. They wonder why he don't fucking lie. 
It was dirty pisser possums and all of Satan's bamboos that want to take him down on the sly. Martin had a wife, he loved all his wives. Four grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying Bob caught his eye and facing off Zog lies and putting Zog Mablon in his grave. Okay. Um, okay, we're back here. Uh let's see here. Uh folks, I consider my grandchildren be my grandchildren here. Now, maybe I knew that there's always a question of who you are going to... Yeah, I've seen this happen in the bowel movement quite a bit, is that you have these people, they play at revolution. You know, a lot of times they are Zogbots here. They don't really care who gets involved here. My grandchildren were a casualty of my, you know, uh, of my wanting to fight. Now, these social workers, they, they, they do their best to destroy white families. You had it happen when they set up what you know, they call Lafayette House, a.k.a. Lesbian House here. The entire plan here, just like every mighty evil empire, Jews get into it. And they destroy the founding population you know, of whites who make that empire. And Zog Babylon is no different. They want to destroy white families. They've got it to where, guess what? A, a, you know, a white chick can essentially take the kids force the man to essentially pay and pay and pay to where he can't afford to have any more children with another white woman. And that is how they are destroying, by design, although they'll claim different, the white race. If you're going to have a mighty evil empire, just simply, just simply tax you corporations, tax you banks to pay for more white people, but they don't do that. They don't intend to do that at all. They intend to destroy us as a people and as a race. And that is well along the way. I see in Granby, I see a Gukas working at the uh, local bank. They got one or two niggers here in Granby. They are having, you know, they are having beers. Now, most of the time, the fact that you have poor Anglo-Mestizos living to where they don't want to live in Granby, 
You know, that's the opposite side of it. Where I bought that church, why, hey, 10 years ago, they put $50,000, $60,000 into it. And then, oh, no, some crackhead, some meth head tears out, tears out a $5,000 central heating, central heating, you know, in order to get $10 worth of copper to sell for what, meth? No, folks. There, there's, you know, there's really, there's really nothing that really, I think, keeps things around or keeps things alive, keeps things running at all. And that is the way that Yahweh wants it, and that's the way it is. You know, when I when I talk, you know, like I did in two thousand four, when Edgar Steele sent me his book, Defensive Racism, for an honest review, and I was I called him a Wigger Whipper. I said, Look, you're whipping up Wiggers, talking about new America and all that, but it's not doing anything for me, it's not accomplishing anything. It's not going to accomplish anything. At all. You need to go with the flow of history. And the flow of history says is that this evil empire will break up. And there won't be anybody, there won't be anything to put together. For example, for example, this loss of uh, gas, you know, this change in gas prices. When old Dumbia invaded Iraq, Oil prices went up from $20 to $38, and then went higher and higher and higher. Well, a lot of that was just simply Jews speculating, Goldman Sachs speculating. It got down here in Granby to $1.44 in April of 2009 when, as, as, uh, as part of the reward of being bailed out for their gambling debts, Goldman Sachs had to owe... So, you know, J.P. Morgan had to sell all this oil, which they were holding off on the market to bring the price up to $4.50 a gallon. It came down to what? $1.44. All these people talk, well, you know, I mean, you know, shoot. It is, it is pretty well tearing up fracking operations in North Dakota. But for all practical purposes, why there's plenty of fracked natural gas. There's plenty of it. There's plenty of it. No shortage of it. So what we are you know what we are what we are at is that yeah, there's you know, I mean that's the reason the gas prices went up is the Jews wanted to essentially uh you know do real good. And every single time it goes low, there's an excuse for it going up. Oh, there was a hurricane in the Gulf. There was this, there was that. It comes out of a hole in the ground. Folks, they did away with the steam cars and the steam locomotives because there was no way they could tax burning, you know, farmers burning corn cobs in their 1925 case tractor. 
They can. They can tax gasoline and diesel because that requires refining. It is able to be metered, unlike corn cobs, unlike ricks of wood. In this country, if they want to, they could mine the coal like the Germans did and make sure that gasoline would have a minimum price of $3 a gallon. And as time went on, when there was a guaranteed flow and there would be no need to go to the Middle East and interfere with Jews and Arabs, but they don't want that. There is no way of fixing it because Bob Babylon doesn't want things to be fixed. They want white people being tax slaves and they want white people having their families destroyed and they want white people to die. Not all together because guess what? When the last white man is gone, why? What's the Jew going to live off of? What's the nigger going to live off of? They're going to have to go back just like rats here. They're going to have to go back into the fields and make it, you know, make it, you know, alive and what a world, you know, after people. So a lot of this destruction is purposeful. These people, these people, these social workers, they came to cause trouble here. They were looking for excuse to throw me in jail. But you had this goofy bitch, Optima Femina. She called, she called the pigs, as far as I can tell, or somebody else did like her. There's plenty of these people around. And, folks, you can't detect all of them because they're really a majority. They're a majority of pieces of shit. What you need to do is that you need to make sure that what they live upon, i.e. productive wiggers, they have nowhere to live upon it. There's nothing for them to eat. There's nothing for them to live upon. And that is, you know, that is how Zog Babylon is going to fall apart. Not by any planned organization by white nationalists. Not any planned organizations by essentially Jews like Fink or Eli James or the rest here playing at their little games. It's not going to, you know, Zog Babylon is not going to be destroyed by white nationalism. White nationalism actually is just simply a means of justifying the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Ashkenazi Deprecation League, the uh, fumbling, bumbling idiots of the FBI. Fast and Furious was altogether caused by the BATF. It was a means of claiming that, oh, white people should not be allowed to have automatic weapons because Mexican drug gangs are getting them when they are the ones who gave it to the Mexican drug gangs. All the white nationalism, all of Christian Daniels is all false front. Anybody's talking, we need to unify, we need to get in, we're all in this together. No, we're not. No, we're not. There's not a single thing you nimbuster retards could do for me if they hauled me off to jail tomorrow on whatever little charge here. There ain't nothing any of us can do about it. At all. At all. So why should we worry about it? Really? Why should we worry about it? Hmm? We can bust you out down here. Mario Cuomo is dead, dead, dead. Well, good for white children. 
Joey has eight people there. Okay, Mario Cuomo. Worthless bastard. Worthless wop bastard. Worthless evil wop bastard. Did. Well, good. Dead at 82. Wow, that bastard lived to be 82? Well, well, bastard, you know, lived to see 2015, which is a pity. Okay. I'm looking at the poor Italian immigrants. Oh, no. It's 1984 Democrat National Convention speech. Where he gave you know a dishonest speech here on behalf of Mondo and the senile the senile acting president senile acting president why he just he just walked to a total victory oh Mario you know when I think of Mario I think of uh, Mario World Mario World where you have uh, where you have, uh, you know, Mario, Mario, Mario World, Super Mario World, where you have uh, uh, you know, some sort of mustache Pete going ahead and bumping his head against turtles here. What do they call them, Koopas? <laughs> no great loss, no great loss. Well, I'm sort of hoping that uh, I'm going to hear about Trader Gwen Miller found Stark, Stark dead of liver and lung failure, you know, in uh, in his jail cell. Okay? Any case here, we could bust you out. <laughs> time for a celebration? Yes, time for a celebration. Celebrate good times. Come on. Party like it's 1984 all over again. Well, folks, it's not a come around. I remember, I think I was, let's see, 1984, I was, oh, a couple of years away from being 30. Let me see, how old was I here? 27, 26, something like that. Oh, 1984, hell, that was, uh, that was 30-some years ago. Hell, 1984, I was, uh, what, uh, 26. Most of it. Maybe sort of like a Guido Wop, yeah. In case, yeah, I'm 14 here. Okay. 1980, so you must have been born in 1970 here. Any case, uh, I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of kicked. I'm just sort of kicked back right now. Kicked back right now. Uh, let's see what else is in the news. Let's see. Malicious is the enemy within. Well, uh, no. Uh, Red Mike Vanderkike, why you are, uh, you are the Zog, Zogbot within here. 
Okay. Alternative right here. Let's see that. Let's see that. Duganism, the unnecessary ideology. I think it's about this Russian character here named Dugan. Let's see. <laughs> okay, fourth political. Uh, I, I do, you know, I do read a lot of this alternative right blog spot. Of course, I, I wonder how come they are still on Google. Gotta wonder why are they still on Google? I mean, why haven't they been taken down by the equivalent of sword mamser? I'm reading this right now. Let's see. Yo, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe ill dudes is sort of a uh, a joke on ill nudes here. You know, uh, John the nut job. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard that the nut job was going ass to mouth with a nigger. Uh, <laughs> you uh, yeah. Let's let's see here. Power get that's you know that's leadership, Mister Jim Giles. Well, let's see here. Occidental enclave. Shall we kill all Jews? Fly my may. How about it? You say you want a revolution. Oh, good Lord. Somebody. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. How much the guy here? Uh, I'm Canadian. Chris, I did. That's about as real as our people who state to be a Jedi is a religion here. Uh, that's my truth. <laughs> Joe McCarthy here. You were letting, this is just, oh, Joe McCarthy. Uh, he's a he's a tard. He's a, you know, he's a tard. He used to be on four Fags Thieves. He had a, he had a fit. He had a fit a couple of years ago. Well, the guy has, what, 5,392 posts here on yet yeah, another of these forums. It's formed by this Joe McCarthy character. He's an ass clown who was, essentially, we need to team up with the Jews to fight. We to fight the Muslims. Why? Okay, let's see. All Bibles at the... Pastor Linstead, current videos. Well, thank you. I think why you Nimbuster Tars are trolling. Let's see. <laughs> oh, great. We're letting Aryan Nation leader have platform at Occidental Enclave. That's just bloody peachy. 
Uh, you know, hey, no problem. No problem. Let's see. The guy talks in riddles. You can hardly expect some mainstream culture such as myself to remotely understand. Well, thank you. Uh, that may have been oh, Eddie Haskell, a.k.a. Commander Chimpout. Let's see. No, I don't care. He does speak the truth. I think that was Commander, you know, Commander. And you had this Tard. You had this Tard, uh, a.k.a. My Wrath to Age of Kings, with 3,162 posts here. I guess he's a cartoon, uh, he's a cartoon character. Then this Emma, A-E-M-M-A. See, you're becoming Pope as one of the okay. Your folks, I'd like to, you know, that's interesting, but I, I've seen this Occidental enclave, and uh, this Joe McCarthy is just simply an ass clown. That's all this critter is. All together, folks, if you really want to uh, have a training video, I, I suggest that you uh, look at the Walking Dead marathon, that'll give you far more understanding anything else here. I was looking at this alternate right blog spot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you have a <laughs> new death. You, know. uh, you have all these people. They think they're really smart and shit. Look at this Cambria will not yield. There's another there's another character. They're into Kinism. And nobody really Kinism is essentially CI with you know, Chris Sandy's about balls. That's what Kinism is about. Let's see. Get Red Mike he was whining about uh Someone calling militia, you know, militia generals terrorists or something like that. So let's see. German chancellor warns citizens they must accept Islam. Uh, why? Let's see. Look at mammy shit here. Okay. You know, folks, let's, let me let me uh, show a blog that I read every so often here. One is Bruce Charlton's Miscellaneous. The other is this guy named James M. Dakin, who has admitted he's a race mixer. He had a couple beaner wives here, but he's a prepper. Let me go ahead and put that thing on right now. Okay, White, until Bill White gets out of jail. Uh, yeah, I remember Bitch Tits. Uh, he, you know, he was telling Tards. He was telling Tards. Okay, Elo Himmler. I'll unmute him, although I think it's somebody else here. Let's see. And all Sword Brethren shows? Okay. Not <laughs> a computer help. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Blowman, <laughs> he's messed up. Let's see. Until she's begging him to 
you know, help her back to bed here. That's Roxy. <laughs> oh, boy. Needs fat people surgery. Uh, folks, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We were talking. You had one of these idiot nurses come over, the mean one, who was always threatening to take Roxy's catheter out. Well, we ended that. We had the nicest nurse, and she says, well, the way to prevent that is just simply discharge us. Essentially, she'd come over. You know, the good, you know, the good nice one would essentially bandage Roxy up, but she wouldn't do any better than I would. I mean, folks, I got pretty, I've gotten pretty good at uh, with a minimum of bandages and a minimum of uh, uh, tape, you know, called hypofix. With a min- minimum of bandages and a minimum of tape here, I am able to, you know, pretty well do it very efficiently. I've had plenty of practice over the years. That's what gets me is that all these people think these doctors know what the hell they're doing. A lot of times they do not. The only the only use I really have for them is to prescribe my blood pressure medication. Luckily, luckily, I have quite a few pills. And uh, rather than take it twice a day, I only take it once a day. I avoid, if at all possible, I avoid doctors, if at all possible. It's safer and better to, you know, have that attitude. The doctor really doesn't know what he's doing, especially if he's a dothead. Especially if he's a crazy nigger like this Alicia Thompson or B. Marveline French here. There, there was two stupid nigger bit wenches. I mean, uh, Alicia Thompson was a smarter nigger, but she was a more vicious nigger. You know, deliberately doping me up with four milligrams or three milligrams of Risperidol to just by keeping me at bigs. But this was, you know, this was probably in the aughts was the, was pretty much the, probably the, acne of doping people up. This then, the, uh, what, you know, U.S. versus cells to where they have to, you know, have a four-pronged test to where there's no other way that the doping is, you know, going to serve a purpose. You know, and, folks, they were just simply doping me up, you know, at big, so that, hey, I couldn't... uh, work on my case here until I decide I was going to allow myself to be misrepresented by a lawyer. If I'd allow myself to be misrepresented by a lawyer, why, hey, I'd be in the same place as, uh, what, uh, what was his name, uh, this guy named Hale, who was the leader, self-anointed leader of the Creatards, and uh, Wigger Wimper, uh, Edgar Steele, and Timothy Bay, and all that, why, they all had lawyers. I mean, shoot! If you're, you know, I mean, you just let you just let Zog. If he's going, if Zog's going to fuck you up, then let Zog fuck you up here. Don't pretend that you're going to have any, you know, any, uh, no, any uh, freedom or any representation by a lawyer. Why? Why? My my whole belief is that you skin up the lawyers. You don't have no use for lawyers. 
Lawyers are pieces of shit. You know, hell, my uh, my friend who killed his daddy in the claw hammer, he, the reason he wore half a beard was that his lawyer said, don't worry here. Just You've been in that house before here. Just just go ahead and we'll work on getting you out here, you know, because you did kill your daddy. Well, hey, my friend, he wanted to go to trial. And right now for the new year, we are talking about, well, essentially overturning this bullshit about how, you know, he's incompetent to stand trial and getting, you know, any lawyer, even a public pretender lawyer. Because it's not first-degree murder. You can just simply say, is, uh, hey, his daddy pulled the gun on him first here. Allowed his son to whack him with a claw hammer. So it maxes second-degree murder, which means, what, seven to 14 years? He's been, he's been locked up for, what, 13 years? 85%? Well, hey, even if he got the maximum penalty. For second-degree murder, why, hey, guess what? He'd be released for time served in the house and in jail. That's what we're talking about. Uh, my friend says that uh, the, uh, you know, the uh, sheriff's department came by to talk to him about a month or so ago here. And essentially, you know, we'll go ahead and toss, you know, hey, you can, you know, prostitute, Mr. Prostitute, you can win your case. I'll plead guilty. I'll plead guilty here. I'll, you know, seven years, seven years of sentence here, and you know, time served. Why, hey, you turn me loose here, you know, you know. And I'm pretty well telling my friend to, uh, hey, the way to get into the cottages is, you know, cottages, and then the rest here is to simply keep on asking like this other nut did. For every year, you get to ask for conditional release, and do that. Coming to threads here. <laughs> Listen to that. Remember my job it was, it was Chris Fat Daddy in name only here. You know, the fear of doctors is a perfect CI genius. You know, I uh, guess guest number thirty. He's a uh, he's a uh, he's a doc card. Doc Cardi. Infatuation, skit, ejaculation here. Well, good Lord, Joe Bloman, you can sound like a Jew boy, uh, Curtis Jew boy. A Curtis Jew boy. <laughs> okay, he was a, he was a, he, he's not. <laughs> oh, why not? See, I allow. I guess I'm the only CI character who allows you tards to crap all over him in his chat room. Within reason, of course. Yeah, you tards want to have fun. Well, hey, have fun here. But it was better yesterday when you Nimbuster Tards were, you know, didn't know there was a show. Now, you know, now the movement turd is, well, sort of like a turd being surrounded by flies here. Flies that like to eat shit. How are Nimbuster Tards and flies alike? They both eat shit and bother people. <laughs> Who's afraid of being healthy here? <laughs> I'm secretly working with the MDA. Well, that's good. What's the MDA? Mo- you know, Muscular Dystrophy Association? For all the Jewish kids and all these Jewry Lewis telephones, well, we're going to cure MDA 
you know, it within you know within the next year, within our lifetimes, I think it's still around, right? Jerry Lewis here, yeah, he's Jer- he's Jerry Lewis. Okay, I guess number forty. I'll unmute that tard. You just have revolving Nimbuster tards tonight. How long about how long has this show been on? About oh two hours or so. Now the show hasn't been on you know the show hasn't been on you know the entire two hours. I think I started around what ten thirty or ten forty or something. So it's been on about an hour and a half. Okay, Joe Bloman has left the chat. Yes. With luck he will stay gone. Oh well. I am losing. I'm losing tard. Hell of a deal. Anyway, folks, if anybody wants to call in, they can do so. I got Michelle, that goofy bitch Michelle, to call in. That was funny. Sort of that was that was Jerry Springer radio ad slightest here. Okay, I've lost tard. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Anyway, folks, I'm going to take another break. And I'm going to see if that YouTube video has loaded up yet. And we'll be back in about, oh, well, three or four or five minutes. So until then, hail victory.
Piggy, you is a liar. Don't look like rocks to a poopy dog at black snake. His mother sent news for clippings to him about his old friends who stopped being boys. There was Howard C. Green, just turned 33. His leather chair weight at the bank 
Force Sergeant Dal Jones, 27 years old, commanding his very own tank. But rather, Is it true that I'm no longer young? I bought a bunch of Jefferson Starship uh, Starship uh, vinyl albums while I was in the Army, and I used to play that song. I used to obsess with that song, and people, I'd sing along to it, and they'd say, well, what the hell is that about? And I said, oh, well, hey, uh, poor old Lather was obviously in uh, the second 42nd field artillery way too long. <laughs> but, but, maybe, maybe it'd make a real good Maybe it'd make a real good parody song. Linder turned 46 years old today. (laughs) Trey Glenn Miller took all of his toys. His Jew boys sent newspaper clippings to him about his mamsers who were no longer boys. Bill's trader Glenn Miller. (laughs) I need to work on it here, (laughs) Bill. Blender <laughs> That would that would make a pretty good parody song for any of you listening here. I'm I'm soliciting I'm soliciting uh I'm soliciting uh lyric entries here. I'd go ahead and sing it here. Do 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 do
it's not well i guess it would be roxy's bedroom uh folks i i simply just uh keep it on all the time uh way back in the hubble these uh raccoons and possums they get in the attic and occasionally they get down and scare the crap out of roxy but since i was there why they know that i'd shoot a raccoon or possum here or let puppy dog kill the raccoon well not the raccoon but the possums here but uh now you know now they uh they're back to where they can do whatever they want. And I guess they were fighting, and they accidentally turned on the uh, bathroom light, uh, which had, uh, well, which was held together by this old aluminum wire. And it went down the other, oh, a week or so ago, and the bedroom light was on for the first time in about two years. But, folks, the, the, main, you know, the main room, you know, it was on the same circuit as the bathroom lights, and I got in the habit of just simply wearing these uh, these lights to go outside, to do whatever, to run around the house, uh, you know, during the day even. It'd be dark. So, I mean, one of these headlight, you know, sort of like coal miner lamps or whatever, why, hey, it's just handy to have it around. And a lot of times I forget to, uh, to uh, you know, turn it off have it going on during the daylight, whatever. So the black dog owns, you know, Roxy's chest. That's cute here. Well, yes, the poopy dog, the poopy dog, and Roxy was bitching about the poopy dog being mean to her, essentially. Uh, what she what she has here, she has a fly swatter. And when she finally gets annoyed, I mean, she likes to bitch about the puppy dog, you know, about a poopy dog, you know, or Buddy the Poopy Dog is his real name here. Sometimes he's called Lil Cujo. Sometimes I call him Bell the Pup. Sometimes I call him my little black bastard. Uh, you know, hey, but every time, you know, she'll whine, she'll whine that the dog is sitting on top of her. She'll bitch and whine and piss and moan about that. And I say, look, woman, just get up and get your slice water, and the little bastard, he'll jump off because he don't like being courted. He don't like being whopped with the slice water. He'll jump off here, but you know, Roxy would rather bitch about it than do something about it, okay? You know, they, uh, well, he, he uh, you know, Poopy Dog, I uh, used to talk to John Britton here, and uh, Roxy would bitch the Poopy Dog with nipper every so often, occasionally even draw blood. And John Britton would say, hey, guess what? Uh, you know, these dogs, they're, they're, they're pack animals. And there's an alpha, there's an alpha, there's an alpha dog, which uh, Martin is. And essentially, Poopy Dog and Roxy are having to fight out as to who is the beta and who is the Charlie dog. And Poopy Dog thinks he's the beta. you got to keep Roxy in his place. So uh, he said, well, what you need to do is either pee in this water dish here, make him drink your pee, or just beat the crap out for no damn good reason here. And he'll think it's for a reason. He'll think it's for a reason. And essentially, uh, you know, know his place here. But Roxy, A, won't beat the crap out of Poopy Dog, and B, won't pee in his water dish. So, you know, that's what you get here. So, yeah, dogs, you know, you know that's the little Poopy Dog. He's sitting in there. So, any uh, case. <laughs> Siegfried? Ah, hell. You've been, you've been sort of, you've been sort of, yeah, you know, Siegfried. Siegfried's a television Jew boy who, who, who gets his digs here. Now he had been claiming he'd been claiming sort of like Lyra Bill, Muffet, Clueless, and Johnny Tonto, 
claim, claim that Roxy had left me, and so had Poopy Dog. Well, guess what? Don't look like they have left me anytime soon. So I'll put that, I'll put that video up here. Uh, Roxy was still muley about doing the YouTube video, but she did it anyway. And not that she had any cho- you know, choice in the matter. I mean, if she could get up and walk away, well, that would be good. That would be good, okay? It would be a hell of a her will. <laughs> and no, she's not here. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to mute Pink Bond. He's so full of shit, though. And, and it's you, boy. So, no, she's not being held against her will. <sighs> I mean, I was, I was, you know, when I heard about it after 1 o'clock, I'd been home for about a half hour and pretty well Roxy wed because she got her, you know, that cooked something for her to eat and all that. So she, uh, well, no, I didn't cook her. I went ahead and gave her one of my uh, cheeseburgers. So she's tied up, poor gal. <laughs> Well, it looks like it looks like a lot of Nimbuster tards have decided to essentially call a night. What do I see? What do I see coming in 2015? I see a whole bunch of 2014, a whole bunch of 2013. Is what I see. I see. No, I mean it's no it's no surprise that the Republicans they won. And they could have done anything they want to do, but instead what they chose to do, what they chose to do was not was not shut down the government, was to not impeach Obongo. In fact, they decided to fund the government through 2015 until September. If they'd been serious about using what they had, they would just simply say, okay, well, guess what? The money ends December 13th of 2014. Guess what? We're not going to spend any more money except for what we want to, and certainly not on Obongo care or anything like that at all. We're not going to spend money on Obongo care. Guess what? And we are going to impeach Obongo when we come back. We don't eat that executive order is. Obongo is a lame duck pre- is a lame duck president altogether. He's not going to get anything accomplished. But guess what? The Republicans, why they wanted to reward their essentially their what? Citibank, Citicor? Tell them guess what? We'll pay your gambling debts on derivatives. What happens to those derivatives? blow up. Then derivatives are multiples of not only the supposed federal debt of what? Somewhere around twenty trillion dollars? No. You're talking about probably more like a half a quadrillion. Maybe a full quadrillion. You're talking about not being able to make anything. Okay? So, anyway, before my kitchen safe open here. <laughs> so Mona has Mona has set a safe to where she can't get her snack here until the, uh, you know, meat. I've told Roxy many times is that you can eat all the popcorn that you want. 
she uh, bought a bunch of uh, popcorn tins, these $5 popcorn tins, and they were 25% off. So she bought, oh, she bought eight of them or so. She gave three of them to, uh, to my brother-in-law, my sister, and their daughter. Gave them all, gave them all a tin. And then I ended up buying some more. There's no more left over at the dollar store. So. And I bought, you know, bought a bunch of them. And I, you know, uh, she gets a choice of what she wants to have for, uh, for her treat. What carbohydrate does she want to have for a treat? Sometimes it's pistachio pudding. Sometimes it's a little bit of her sun chips. And recently it's been, oh, about half a cup, about a cup full of her popcorn. Meanwhile, I'm just chewing. I've already munched going through one tin here. Now, what I like about this tin popcorn, now they, the tins used to be twice as big as they are now. But you can use the tins. I mean, they're made out of tin or something like that. You can use them as a uh, trash can. You can use them for a number of things. They're handy things to have here, handy uh, you know, items to do it here. So in any case, yeah, go ahead and get a snack yourself here. Have a salad or some meringue. I'll probably wait for and have a burrito maybe. Uh, Mona, why are you why – are you, uh, I, I, I think I've told people is that it's far more healthy once you get a certain age of you to be a little bit overweight. Because if you end up losing a whole bunch of pounds here, it means you might have cancer or something here. You don't want to be all gant. You want to have a little bit of a Dunlop or you want to have a little bit of fat on you. You know what I mean? Okay? All right. Well, good. <coughs> well, I don't, you know. Okay, Mona. Well, that's fine here. That's fine here. I mean, I have a, you know, I mean, I'm not really overly fat here. I'm not like my brother. I mean, he's an inch taller than me and 100 pounds or more, you know, bigger than me, okay? Probably more, probably more like, oh, 120, 150 pounds more than me, okay? She she can't lose her giant boobs. I don't know, maybe I haven't seen a picture of Dolly Parton recently. You know, you Nimbuster, you Nimbuster tards can uh, have a picture of Dolly Parton. I sort of thought that her tits were sort of made out of the same thing as the Great Pyramid, you know, silicone. Most rocks are, you know, have a good deal of silicone in them. I sort of thought that, you know, since Dolly Parton's tits were made of the same thing as the Great Pyramids, they'd probably last nearly as long as the Great Pyramids, Okay. She looks like a ballerina. Well, is that right? Okay. Well, hey, here's my picture, Linda. Okay. Let's go ahead and see if Siegfried has come up with a good picture here. Ah, that ain't your picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell. Some of these people are so full of shit. It's pathetic. Let's see how many, how many uh, people I've... Okay. Well, poopy dog, he's just waving the crap out of his, you know, out of his little, his little tail is just wagging like, you know, wagging quite a bit here. Okay. What else here? 
Chris and Jenny are here. Well, they're they're whining that I, you know, both acts of skanky and Finkel, she uh, had something to say about me supposedly uh, humiliating Roxy here. Okay. And TV here. Let's see. Prelude to my next podcast here. Okay, Daniel Lonewolf said that particular daughter he needs to stay further away from that tree with the forbidden fruits here. Okay. <laughs> that was really shocker here. Okay. I'm going to do Boston Solution here. Okay. Maybe go white or go, go white or go kite here. All righty here. <laughs> uh, let's see. I need I need to go ahead and impersonate Kevin Alfred Strom here and thank Exoskanky for bringing him back a you know a young Eskimo Kudang. Yes, that's what I need to do. Okay. Jokes in the airplane. Enough of that. I think Gray Slick is a kikus, though. Probably. Let's see. Southern Poverty Law Center. Let's see what they have to say. I keep going back there because I, I wonder if they have caught wind of where my church is. Okay. Linder was 46 years old today. Got a new billboard up in Harrison, Arkansas, which is really, you know, which is really central, central for Christian identity. Okay, not believable. No bitching about that here. Your interview, hate watch. Oh, why? What the hell? I don't know how the hell that came in there. Oh, 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 oh. This is, uh, this is Roxy, you know, this is Roxy's, uh, how the hell that came up there? Huh. You know, more anonymous crap over the Internet here. Let's see. Russ Walker, he's uh, you know, he's uh, writing this more Ephraim Scepter shit. He had a big fight with Dewey Tucker. Some of you are saying that old Dewey Tucker had enough of dumbass old Russ and chewed his ass the uh, you know what Saturday or so. I hope so. Social. 
Okay, your your video is now on YouTube. Okay, you have a whole you, know, you have a whole bunch of tards bitching about what? You're one slick cat, Marty. All righty. We have all the nimbuster tards. They like that here. Okay, Daniel C. here. These are stay away from all that forbidden fruit. Well, that's that's pretty well the subtitle of uh, that video was Daughters of Eve. 2015. All right, I'm going to look. Folks, I may just have a two-hour show because you had a hell of a bunch of craziness uh, yesterday here. Oh, well, I'm going all veggie eating this year. Taylor, so she may be a Jewish. I don't know. A Roxy Gate with Linda Mona. <laughs> a Roxy Gate? I didn't know there was a Roxy Gate. Oh, oh, Papa Twat can be sometimes seditious here. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Does Taylor Swift the Kikis? I hope not. Well, I. What difference does it make here? I mean, in her last, you know, last video here, why she was sort of insinuating she wanted to become a mud shark. Okay, so Roxy Gate, <laughs> Roxy Gate. Well, well, I like to, I like to get Roxy through the gate here. You know what I mean? So, you know, and once more girly touch to the dirt. <laughs> Roxy Gate? There's no Roxy Gate. There's no covering up. I mean, Roxy is what she is. No, and I do love her. I mean, sure, if I didn't love her, why I wouldn't be around. Okay? Roxy Gate. <laughs> There's no Roxy Gate. I did do that video to sort of answer. Uh... I mean, she she was bitching. I, I don't know if you last night's show was sort of crazy. It's going to be one of the classic movement turds here. Sort of like, well, let me see, 2014, January 5th, John Britton's uh, gay engine son Cody calls in, and now you know it's been that old uh, old uh, John you know Johnny Tonto Britton says there is no there is no Cody. Well, yes, there is. He had him and, you know, either one of his daughters or his idiot, you know, his idiot uh, nephew Jeff calling in. And they they uh, they sort of changed their tune here when old Cody called in. I was supposed to believe that, you know, all of a sudden uh, Johnny Tonto, who uh, is, has let Nimbuster Tards find out his business, uh uh-uh. So occasionally Charlie Tonto comes in and comes into the chat room. Uh what I need to do is need to counter sue Rabbi Finkel and Brian Real. I meant I meant because I had only thirteen dollars and seventy cents, I meant to uh essentially download the docket sheets and probably send out send out uh you know, I gotta send out the uh, rule four 
you know, notice that I have uh, indeed, I have indeed, uh, you know, gotten served uh, Larry Neff, you know, that idiot lawyer uh, who essentially told Mikey to do whatever he wanted. Mom, you can send that in, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday. So anyway, it don't look like I'm going to spend any money on Pacer uh, because it didn't get beyond $13.70. So that's good. All right. How long did Roxy leave you for? Roxy never left me. Oh, mighty Nimbuster Tars. Roxy never left me. You know, <laughs> contrary to what Johnny Tonto and Pink Fraud and all the other tards say, Roxy never left me at all. Okay? So, in case you... Boca Burgers? What the hell is a Boca Burger? <laughs> Roxy Gate. Thank you. Thank you a lot, Papa Twat. You really, you know, I really appreciate you coining a stupid word. Okay? Why does Siegfried say that? Uh, I guess number 36 is Siegfried Pop, you know, uh, you know, is a pig fraud, uh, well, not only ass clown, but a sock puppet. How's that? That's why he said that. All right? <laughs> That's the fake Papa Cat. Well, let me see. There is no fake Papa Cat. You know, occasionally there is one here. Anyway, uh, I may... Oh, let me let me... Let me go ahead and take the last break unless somebody's going to call in. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and look up a few things here, uh, see if uh, there's anything much going on. What I see is that what I see is that I believe 2015 is going to have more of the same crap that 2014 had, but you might have a tipping point in 2015. You never know. Okay. Optima call in, well, Optima isn't in, okay? I think Optima is listening to what she said and freaking out. (sighs) How's that? So, folks, we're going to take a break. If nobody doesn't call, that'll be the last section of the moon turn. If somebody does call in and gives me some Jerry Springer, uh, some Jerry Springer 11, well, hey, we'll we'll continue. So, folks, uh, be back in about three or four or five minutes. Have a big three.
There was some dork named Hal who thought the fibbies were his pal. So we went ahead and made a deal to sit. But he threatened judges three, a jury slapped old Hal's feet feet. Now Hal's gonna be my dick, wigger bitch. Zoggle fuck you up. Yeah, Zoggle fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice commands. Zog fuck you up. Yes, yeah, I'll go fuck you up. So you best be a rebellion while you can. Long ago, a rat named Glenn ran his comrades over again. So the great MA full of Zog Bug. A little weed on the fuck. Pictures, tickles, and cock The colostomy bag's name is the NM. Zog will fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice commands. Zog will fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. So you best be a rebellion while you can. Mr. Noah of named Visser, a goofless super little who was going after mouth with lion ride. A mom's done molester, a piss-proofed possum chester. Not a single one of them was very bright. Zog will fuck you up. Yeah, Zog will fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty two commands. Zog will fuck you up. Yeah, Zog will fuck you up. So you best be a rebellion while you can.
Yep. Uh, playing Nimbuster Tards and Sock Possums and the rest here. Uh, I'm thinking about what we're going to see in 2015. And the answer right now is more of the same old shit here that you've seen in 2014. They see in 2013. 2013 was the year of corn cob. Year of the corn cob. 2014 was year of Trader Glenn Miller. What's 2015 going to be? Now, uh, on October 1st, uh, Hal Turner more than likely is going to return. And you'll have Mona Montgomery say, welcome back, Hal. But what are you going to see in 2015? I don't know. But I don't see any improvement on the way. Now, let's see. Uh, Hunter Wallace, why he posted today that uh, about rethinking national conferences here. And probably the, you know, right now it's, you know, the bowel movement. When I when I first started February seventh, you know, I was thinking, "Is it shoot if uh, William Fink, who I was a friendly at the time, can have a podcast, and Hal Turner can have and not sorry, you know, Harold Cup can have a podcast, and Eli James has a podcast? Why why can't I have a podcast on talk show? Why not? Why not? And I did." And usually the podcast would be, oh, sometimes at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock on Sunday nights. Later on, it was on what? Wednesday nights? No, because Survivor was on Thursday nights. So I had, you know, another show on Wednesday nights. You know, but this is in October. When there was a lot of stuff going on in the bowel movement, especially on 10, 10, 10, when you had old nigger lips Brian Rio. I knew his name was, I knew it was Swordman, so I knew it was a mongrel. And I was all annoyed because you had an obvious mongrel pretend to be a Christian and Denny pastor. But in October of 2010, I decided to do two shows per week of the movement turd. And I have pretty much kept, I have pretty much kept that going. And sometimes I have special shows like, well, let me see, 31st and on the 1st. I think I'll be doing, what, this week I'll be doing about, what, four shows this week? Hey, that's quite a few. Folks, uh, let me see, the number is, what, 257.7 because I have a .5, what, yesterday or something like that. So I have a .7. Did quite a few shows. Probably done, you know, probably numbered around six hundred or so, maybe more. And they average about three hours. That's two thousand. That's two thousand or more. Probably more, maybe more like three thousand hours of podcasting, of talking. Now, most of the time, it's sort of iffy here. Last night was rather you know, was rather uh, special because you had this crazy, goofy bitch, Optimum Femina, a.k.a. Michelle 
something or another, call in. And since then, two people have called me up and given me information about Michelle. Now, usually, unlike unlike most of the tards here, like Liar Bill, Mumps, Nut the Clues, or something like that, why, hey, once I found out, was reading his private messages, I didn't reveal. I didn't reveal that I was reading Liar Bill's uh, private messages in the Stormfront moderator section to anybody other than John Britton. And Bill Fink about, you know, about a couple months later. Usually I, I keep a lot of, quote, secrets. The reason I keep a lot of secrets is that, hey, once you reveal the secret, you can't reveal it again. As long as you keep it sort of close to the vest, why you can understand something. And sometimes I will say something. I will go ahead and say something and not reveal the sources. So then some of you will say, well, hey, is Winstead essentially telling me something here that he knows more about? And that might very well be the case. What I've seen in 2014 is pretty well evidence overwhelming that Trader Glenn Miller has always been a rat, has always been a snitch, and you know this thing that he pulled off was all false front. Just like in 2013, how did Corn Cobb find the only place which had a mud shark and a nigger in it in a 30-mile town in West River, North Dakota? How did Corn Cobb find this place here? How did he? Answer, Southern Pride Well Center. Looks so I understand most of the bowel movement is nothing but, well, Zogbots, nothing but rats, nothing but traitors, nothing but tars. That's all it is. And that's all it ever has been. And let's understand as much, okay? Now, uh, what? Today or yesterday, Rethinking National Conferences. What is going on is that Greg Johnson, Dr. Greg Johnson is saying, hey, look, folks, uh, we don't need these conferences, certainly not with Jared Taylor, uh, who's married supposedly to a Jewess, uh, has a whole bunch of pro-Jew, yap, 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 you know, essentially anti-nigger, pro-Jew. What good does that do? And then you have people honoring David Duke, or as I call him, the Duke. All the duck has done is just simply suck out, you know, the movement oxygen out. You know, by taking all the geezer deals, taking all the loose money here, Hal Turner financing here. I don't have a high opinion of David Duke or Milton Monster Don Black. But what I see is that these Zog False Fronts are getting mighty threadbare. Mighty, mighty, mighty threadbare. Okay? Rams Paul. I, I don't mind Rams Paul, but Rams Paul essentially admitted his mother was a part Ashkenazi Jewess. Okay? You're going to beat the Jewish supremacists. That's nice here. News Kike had T.I. Chuck killed. I don't know if you listen to that, but uh, folks, a lot of people think that Optimo Femina had something to do with old fucked up Chuck croaking off. I don't believe it was. I believe that old fucked up Chuck 
just merely screwed up. Merely messed up here. No big law, no no great big deal, no you know, nothing much going on. This is the same old shit. Nothing new. Nothing new at all. Essentially, old Optimum Feminist Senior Chancellor, I'm Keon! And she admitted that she called me six months earlier. No, it's been about a year or so that she called at the height of TI. By the way, 2014, News Kike, he got on Spreaker, and he had Spreaker drama with Debbie Daly. And in the summer, he had this little wigger retard from Oconee Falls who worked at the Ramey's or the Piggly, Piggly Wiggly at Oconee Falls. He was running high. And then all of a sudden, somebody decided to out the Jew boy and tell, surprise, 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 Sergeant Carter. Why, hey, this kike is a Jew boy living not in Brooklyn, but in Staten Island. That's why he knows all about the price of the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. He crosses it all the time in a car when he does drive a car as opposed to taking the subway. Newskite knows, you know, Newskite should know the price of the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. It might go from Brooklyn to Staten Island to New Jersey. I've been on the Verrazano Narrows Bridge once or twice in a big truck. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Optima Femina, just a crazy bitch. That's all. Just a crazy bitch who has a notion that she gets to, I don't like, I don't like this video of Martin here with Roxy. Folks, you see me with puppy dog cases. You see me with Roxy. I was annoyed at Roxy. I did a video. I ain't, I have nothing to hide, and folks having these having these social workers come by, all it does is stir me to even more hate here. These people want these these politicians arrest want to claim no real elections. They want to go ahead and claim that you can put people in prison on the basis of anonymous hotline calls. Does anybody not think that? Yeah, when Zog Babylon falls apart, that they will not be absolutely destroyed. Does anybody believe that revolutionary, essentially a revolutionary elite, can afford to house what a million pigs in a prison or in a death camp or anywhere else? And the answer is that hey, if you kill them, you don't have to mess with them anymore, and you can terrorize them. You know, the whole purpose of torture is to terrorize the people that you want to allow to live, white people who are able to work here. Why do you think, why do you think that essentially if you look at how General Jehu dealt with these people in giving up the sons, the children of Ahab, hey, this was just simply said, hey, we better go with the new regime because, hey, if we even say something good about the new regime, we bury the bodies of the, of the uh, 
what those who supported Ahab, we even bury them. Our carcasses are going to be lying out as well. Essentially what it was is detection. What I do, what I do is I do what I do in order to bring out reality. What side are you on? That's what I do on this show. I spy with my numerous sock possums on forums. And folks, if it gets to where a forum is not even worth reading anymore, like what, white news now, why it's pretty well decayed. Folks, there used to be a lot. There used to be a lot of uh, V bulletin boards. Now this Joe McCarthy you know, ass clown thing here, I mean, what comes down to it, Joe McCarthy is just nothing more than, oh, a Whigger, a Whigger who, no, I mean, he's not really vicious. He's just simply a stupid Whigger who uh, is sort of like Jared Taylor. Support the Jews and against the Arabs. Support the Jews. Is Joe McCarthy even a player? No, he, he has him a form. And he has a collection of tards who essentially went to his forum because a lot of the other forums have pretty well died. Every year you go to Linder's forum and you find more and more and more of the people who used to be there a decade ago. Now Linder's forum is what? 11 years old? Folks, we have come across the 10th anniversary of of the uh, oh, of the Christmas coup of 2004, which helped create the fora, four fag seeds. All these places are just simply getting old, and most of the people who were there a decade ago have gone on to other things. They're gone. They're going through the motions, occasionally. All these forums are pretty well dead. And in the case of Hunter Wallace, why he's taking care of his little boy. Well, my Gary's being Mr. Mom, and you end up having this hybrid nigger named Ellis, a.k.a. Jack Ryan, supposedly pretending that he has something to say when you don't. There's less and less and less, you know, things intelligent to say. There's less and less and less of anything being accomplished. At all. So what to do? Answer nothing. Those of you who are activists should not get involved. Not should not show your ass. Should not make a fool of yourself. There's not enough real leadership at all. And what leadership there is should remain underground. I want these regime criminals, by the, by the way, for some damn reason, during the last couple of months, I guess people are shut in during the, during the winter. I mean, my, most of the year, you know, for most of the year, any given time, any given time, my forum has what? One, you know, one, you know, one character who's logged in on a tablet or the Kindle or the computer or whatever. 
has one character logged in and has about 30, you know, about an average of 30. You know, as low as 28, you know, low as 20 sometimes, as high as 40, usually around 30. But for the last, what, month or so, why shoot, you, know, you have 45, then 50. And then I was shocked as hell. You had 93, you had 93, uh, you know, people logged in to my forum. I was looking at it. I was shocked as heck here. Because I was, you know, I was working to have a number of sock puppets say something for what January first. My resolution, case of April Gate. Yeah, I'm going to get my youngest, you know, split-tailed daughter Dresden to essentially learn how to play a guitar and a fiddle and harmonica. And I'm going to be a showbiz mom here, and I'm not going to do the stupid. I'm not going to let her experiment with nigger weed like uh, Lynx and Lambkin did or whatever here. You know, I'll have a bunch of sock puppets come in. But I don't know why I have so many people looking at that, unless it's because they are going to see my video like this. Uh, well, I don't think you social workers actually looked at it very much. They just seen a chance to give, you know, give me a hard time. My sister was worried about it because she used to work with these evil bastards. She used to work with these evil bastards. They used to give her a hard time. Aren't you mad, dog sister? Well, yeah, but my brother, my brother is a good man here, and I support what he does here. And this is place, time, places. And my sister got a lot of shit for it working with these cocksuckers. These people know that I hate them, and I would destroy their lives and their families. How are they going? How are they going to prevail against people like me who hate them so much? I want to destroy them. How are they going to prevail? Hmm? How are they possibly going to survive? And the answer is they're not. Folks, Zog Babylon is just going through the freaking motions. Here the Republicans won, and what did they do? Why, they voted to allow Wall Street to continue playing their little games with derivatives, oh, guess what? The American taxpayer gets to backstop these derivatives, which are just nothing more than equivalent of bets as to what buzzard will light on what carcass here, what fly will fly off from what turd first here. That's all it is. It's just betting. It's just simply bucket shop. But it's not even bucket shop because it doesn't really have that much to do with stock prices. It just has to do with Essentially, betting whatever you know, this derivative has nothing to do with anything here. If you look at it, if people want to bet their money, that's fine. But guess what? They should impose Glass-Steagall because Glass-Steagall was brought up after after a bunch of betters and you know what in, you know insider traders. Blew up the stock market in 1929. And for 20 years, an entire generation, people did not trust the stock market. They did not trust banks. You see, Jews have to, for their bogus currency, they have to find some way, some way to make their little bullshit believable. 
Well, pack purposes, if you have a CD or something like that, you're not getting you're not getting anything here. I mean, all that's being loaned out is money, which is made by printing it here, trying to find somebody who will give them a rate of return on the money that they made. As a result, as a result, people don't live. In, I mean, shoot, it's been cheaper to bail out niggers who lived in McMansions and lettuce pickers than what it was to bail out Jew boys. They bailed them out, and here they got these big old bonuses here for destroying the pretense that the American economy had something to do with it here. Now, we're dealing with Russia here, why the price of oil is down and Putin's he's on the ropes. Well, no, he's not on the ropes. The Russians do not need American refrigerators or American, uh, American, uh, what, computers or American cell phones or American porn or American homosexuality or anything like that. The Russians are perfectly capable of growing grain or growing potatoes or something like that. You see in the Ukraine, you see this wonderful black earth. Well, no. Russians can manage to feed themselves. Hey. Let you know, let you know, let Zod Babylon bring down the price of oil to what thirty eight dollars. Let the Jews do that. Hey, I bought some I bought some gas what recently for what a dollar eighty four a gallon over at Walmart the other day. That's nice. That's what it was when I got out of jail over six years ago. 2008, what, 2014? Yep, six years ago. This year, it'll be the 10th anniversary of when Zog Babylon put me in jail on trumped-up charges. Do I worry that Zog Babylon is going to kill me or murder me in prison or do whatever or make false charges? No, I'm not worried about it. Because by doing so, they essentially destroy you know the foundations on which they live here. I now believe in torture. I believe that it's permissible to torture the children of regime criminals here. I am a civil warrior. I believe in civil war. I believe civil war will be the salvation of Yahweh's servant nation. I believe that essentially killing every Wigger who is not on our side the only way to save Yahweh's servant nation. It isn't. It isn't white nationalism is getting pretty smart here. Now Greg you know, now Greg Johnson's trying to build something. I have, I respect Greg Johnson. Why, hey, he has he has a disadvantage that tra- that uh William Pierce didn't have. You don't have anybody robbing, knocking off farmer cars and giving him the equivalent of one and a half million dollars. In Franklin's. Greg Johnson has to live by republishing old books and coming up with new ones. Sometimes they're sort of faggy books here. 
I wouldn't much care to read them, but Greg Johnson is doing as best he can. Harold Kempt is doing as best as he can. But you know that Harold Covington you know, is, doesn't have a third section here, like he said, because he allows Mansur skanklings like Axis Skanky to get in. Why is anybody surprised? Don't be surprised. Axis Skanky is sort of melting down and talking about taking down her stupid web pages here or having the last podcast because everybody knows she's a Mansurist here. I probably should have spent some time impersonating Kevin Alfred Strom and thanking Axis Skanky for bringing back, bringing back uh, a little Eskimo girl, you know, like Kevin Alfred Strom likes so much here, and you know, they have a Wiggerswill says, well, yes, but she's not eight or nine here like Kevin likes them here. She's more like eleven here, and I'm going to go ahead and cut on the jars of uh, Evan Williams, you know, because it looks like she's about to grow a hair on her pussy here. You know, <laughs> our bowel movement is so pathetic. It is a surprise that the Southern Poverty Law Center or or the Ashkenazi Deprecation League takes them serious. Now, someone's bitch about the threat of militias here. Well, folks, it isn't organized resistance, which is scaring Zog. It's the fact that pretty well everybody has pulled out of Zog Babylon and understands there's nothing there to save. Understand there's nothing worth saving of Zog Babylon at all. Nothing to save. Folks, you need to understand that, hey, Zog is doomed. I, you know, I had to laugh and listen, listen to all them pigs. Why are you pissing them on? Because some nigger went ahead and plugged them here. Some nigger went ahead and plugged them. Well, folks, there's plenty of niggers with guns. You know, and maybe you're going to see pigs shooting niggers here who haven't done, I didn't do nothing. You know, hey, you know, let Zog Babble, let New York, let Chicago, let the rest of it just simply fall apart in chaos. It's really easy to go ahead and destroy them just by simply cutting off the food you know, shipments from the hinterlands. Keeping things organized, keeping things running. That's going to become more and more and more difficult as to 2015 proceeds. What happens is that, well, guess what? Just like what happened uh, a few years ago, infrastructure, old power lines went and got longer and longer and longer, and then they failed. The entire northeast quadrant had no electricity in the summer. We have a lot more of these infrastructure collapses. You're going to have these things happen again and again and again, more and more and more often. You're going to have you're going to have well, just like in you know, just like in uh, Iraq and Syria, you will have 
you will have these, quote, people to whom we have given guns to use these guns on us or on Zog Babylon, but maybe not because guess what? Obongo just announced that combat operations have ended Afghanistan. Obongo declared victory and retreated withdrawn. You have the legions, you know, leaving the province and heading toward Rome, trying to prop up Zog Babylon. I see. I've seen this Mark Wahlberg talk about wounded warriors, and for some reason they don't have a nigger wounded warrior. They have a quicker wounded warrior with a beautiful blonde, blue-eyed wife and a beautiful blonde, blue-eyed little girl. It's sort of like when Newtown occurred. Did they did they use did they use any of these people who were niglets and Jews? No, they concentrated on little Grace Peterson here, blonde, blue-eyed, beautiful little white girl. Best you and fewer and fewer whites around. And yet Zog Babylon is out to destroy us here because that's the nature of a Jew. There's fewer and fewer and fewer ability to create anything. In the movement, at best, you just have a stupid wigger, just you know, like Joe McCarthy, just fluffing around for little spurg lords and the rest here. You have to laugh at old Hunter Wallace. Why, hey, he had a blog, Occidental Descent, and essentially over the last, what, month? He got a whole bunch of people listening because in October, they were talking about, you know, October was night of the long tards here. I think in November and December and nothing. Just decay. Old cunt here, he he went ahead and probably set some Jew boy to moderating it. And hey, I got to the point where I don't, you know, I go ahead and look and see if old cunt here has something interesting to say here. And all he can do is respond to what Greg Johnson is saying. It's not intellectualism, which is going to save the white race or Yahweh's servant nation, but rather the fact that Zog Babylon doesn't have any ability to keep things going for very much longer. The question remains is, will 2015 be a year of tipping point to where essentially instead of just going lower and lower and lower and lower in the section of the state here, is whether the U.S. titantic will just simply break apart, fall apart. Hmm? Alleged cop shooters were transporting dead bodies here. Okay. Where the magic happens here? Don Blacksmith Mansion here. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that picture of an old Airstream or whatever old uh, tin can on wheels is about here. <laughs> it looks like somewhere back out west here. You know, value meal went up in Oregon. Value meal went up as well here. Update, alleged cop shooters. 
were transporting dead bodies. Well, let's go ahead and look here. Possible North Carolina couple. That's you know that's that's what's happening around. Uh, you know that's what's happening around. Uh, old Papa Cat's Lumbee Melungeon. By the way, by the way, old Rustler, uh, Rustler had a big. You know, Dewey Tucker just. Sipped, I don't know what the hell the deal was. I didn't listen to last week's Dewey Tucker. I'll probably get up Saturday and listening to uh, Dewey Tucker. And uh, maybe Russ Walker will be in here. I, I'll ridicule the crap out of Russ Walker. Russ, Russ decided to turn on old Dewey Tucker here. I don't know why. Dewey, Dewey's had enough of you know trouble, Mamser. Let's see. That's the Granville County Temple where bodies were found back in pig truck. The lady shot two Lewisburg. Uh, are they shooting pigs in what? And uh, are they shooting pigs like crazy in worse Virginia? Maybe they are. Most good. Shoot, you know, two dead bodies on matches bed. The truck here. Alrighty. Shot at both officers. Well, good. Shoot them pigs. Shoot them pigs. Kill more pigs. Folks, you're gonna you're gonna have more and more of that. Okay? Well, happy New Year's here. This is not the real Papa Cat here. Well, I think it is here. Sometimes Papa Cat has useful links here. I mean they are useful in uh doing it here. You know, maybe Papa Cat when he's not zogbotting as a uh, as a fed, he ought to do a show too here, talk shoe show. Oh, that's another thing here. It's 2014. You had you had old News Kike, aka Peerless Good Mamser. He expanded sort of like a no, you know, like a red giant here. He expanded in Spreaker. He did a show every day. And then a couple months ago, why the Wagner crew outed poor old Moose Kike, and now he's disappeared. Dembski's disappeared. It looks like the Juice Bergio, the the Juice Berglores had their had their time, and then they just imploded. That's what happened in 2014. We all know what happened in 2014. The question is, what's going to happen in 2015? And I don't know either. I do know that you're going to have more of the same stupid shit that happened in 2014 and 2013. The, quote, white nationalist movement will become even more known as being dysfunctional tards. You'll have Jews whining about the evilness of white racism, even though it's such a failure, because it's not for real most times. And the question is whether Zog Babylon will... Just, you know, the ship, you know, the USS Tit Antic will go lower and lower and lower and lower and look, you know, eventually by 2016 look like it's about to be swamped or whether it'll just simply break apart and just go under and take most of the tard with it, herd of tard and wigger and mamser with it. That's what I see. That's what I see in 2015. I don't see any improvement anywhere because there is no improvement at all. 
in the nearly five years I've done the show, I have looked at newscasts. I've seen fewer, fewer, fewer actual whites here. And then when there's a massacre, paradoxically, they show beautiful white people as, oh, no, that's what's happened. But, folks, this is what's happening in our country. There's more and more and more mongrels and niggers and beaners and fewer and fewer and fewer whites. Eventually, it will just simply implode. There's a reason that Mexico is not won very well. It's because it's filled with beaners. There's a reason that Africa sucks. is because it's filled with niggers. I don't know if any of you remember what? Arab Spring? Well, guess what? They found out that under so-called democracy, it didn't work any better than under friendly to juice, you know, Zog strongmen. Didn't get any better. It's not going to get better. There are fewer and fewer and fewer people able to accomplish anything. All right? So, anyway, I think it's actually Reg and Corey. Well, that's nice, Skanky. Uh, Skanky, uh, if you want to do a last podcast or something like that, I'll welcome you to the movement turn any time here. Uh, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's true, you know, Skanky Reggie, if Whitaker Squill has paid your drunken red nigger father off in that nectar of the Anglo Mestizos, you know, AKA Evan Williams. I mean, 86% proof, smoother whiskey, whiskey than Jack Daniels, and cheaper. Twice as cheap as Jack Daniels. I mean, really, the nectar of the Anglo Mestizo, you know, drinking class here, Evan Williams, is it true that in return for in return for <laughs> Axis Skanky, uh, when she went to visit the uh, Red Nigger Reservation, that she kidnapped an Aleut or Eskimo girl here of well, supposed to be of eight or nine years old, but actually it's closer to 12. Is it true that Wigger Squill is going to cut down on the amount here because that, you know, little Eskimo girl is about to develop a hair on her pussy here, and Kevin Alfred Strong doesn't want that to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she called the social workers here, I believe, here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he told us he had settled with Covington. Uh yeah. That that's that's why I find you know I mean uh Wiggerswell way back uh I I used to be allowed to have sock possums, sock puppets over on the four or five themes. And I think either as uh I think Thomas nineteen eighty. Thomas nineteen eighty, I got I uh got Wiggerswell to essentially print, you know, print the actual lawsuit. And it was, you know, the so-called libel and slander was essentially they accused William Pierce and Wigger Swill and another Tard who was a National Alliance member of stealing a $300 mailing list. That's what the whole shit was about. A mailing list, you know, back in the days before the Internet of approximately worth $300. 
And way back, way back in the 80s before the Internet, uh, essentially they were saying that William Pierce, he ran off a mailing list. David Duck, David Duck, have a bunch of people who in 1996, want, you know, a bunch of clans, they wanted to beat the crap out of the duck because he sold a clan mailing list to a, well, a Republican governor called Bob Fowler. And that was part of the big stink about uh, you know him getting a bunch of money for shakedowns. So it used to be that these mailing lists were valuable to try to get people to send money to the great movement leaders. And pretty well, they, they sued Covington in Wake County, Wake County, North Carolina. And I got Wiggerswill. I, 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 I laughed at Wiggerswill. I said, well, yeah, Wiggerswill, but your bogus lawsuit, you know, you may have won in the dog patch municipal court, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't translate to Texas or the, North, you know, or the Northwest. I mean, essentially all you did was run Covington out of North Carolina. And the governors and the people of Texas and the people now of Washington, Oregon, and I don't, I'm not going to thank you. Essentially, Wiggerswell, you know, printed, printed the, uh, you know, printed the uh, litigation. And then later on, he figured out that, you know, he thought I was old. This character named Douglas Fife, a.k.a. Thomas 777, a.k.a. Uh, I call him Necrokike. Uh, so he's a Jew boy from Skokie, a little Jew lawyer boy from Skokie. You know, found that out when old Kane uh, had stolen the, uh, had gotten a database in, uh, well, when did he get a database? He got a database in August 2013. It was the, it was the January up to 2013 uh, database from another, you know, from another t- bunch of targets who were running a, you know, a uh, e-group list. So yeah, uh, essentially Wiggerswill, he got he got somehow he got somehow a uh, judgment from this uh, from this county circuit court in uh, Wake County, North Carolina. If he you know Covington goes back to Wake County, he could spend thirty days in jail, which might be good for him here, uh, unless he had a whole bunch of money for commissary. <laughs> Three days in jail is nothing. You know, I mean, I've spent I've spent three days in jail for contempt of court here. And, you know, I mean, usually I'm guilty. I'm not much contempt for their court. You know, that's why it's always sort of scary to, uh, you know, get in this little, you know, asshole judges like Kevin Lee Selby, who sent me illegal to Nuthouse. Uh, you know, they do whatever the hell they want to. There's no law to it. There's no order to it. Uh, Newton County is not talking about my $2.3 million lawsuit against Newton County. The Neosho Daily Deuce doesn't want to talk about it. The Jupiter Glob doesn't want to talk about it. Nobody want to talk about my lawsuits. Okay? Well, let's see here. So, well, there's no chance. Of, I don't know if there was ever any chance of jail here. I'm guessing, you know, I think this is a real wet resin quarry here. Why do you have a non-functioning washing machine in your living room? It does, it does work. I don't know what you're talking about. I bought it at this place called Hillbillies. Both the washer and dryer do work. I paid $300 for both of them. 
Now, the first one didn't work very good, but you know, it was within 30 days, so they replaced it. In fact, it went haywire within there. So it's been working for, oh, about a year and a half here. So I don't know why you say it's not functioning. Okay, so why is it in the living room? Well, where else am I going to put it? Essentially, this house has a basement. This house has a basement, and it's in the kitchen because you have, you know, I mean, pretty well house design. House design is that you want to have the bathrooms, the bathrooms, and the kitchen close together here. You don't want to run. You don't. There's no point in running. You know, uh, running. You know, this house was made. This house was made in a settlement to Roxy's mom. You know, when her husband was killed in 1969, and Roxy's uh, oldest brother, who's a contractor, built it. This is one of the first houses. It's a, it's a very solid house. It got a basement, unlike most houses in Missouri. So hey, it. Uh, you know, essentially it is operating. You know, but you want to keep. You know, I mean, you don't have too much money for a for a house here. You want to keep the water supply close here. You want to, electric. The electric goes about everywhere. But water, why you want to keep it? You know, you want to keep the ingress and you want to keep the sewer pretty well at the same place. So essentially, you have the basement. You have the ba- You know, you have you have the uh, water and the bathroom close to each other, has one bathroom. You know, this is not like even a trailer house where they end up having a couple bathrooms here. This was, you know, essentially a house built in 1969. It's a very solid house, okay? Yeah, an indoor bathroom here. Why, you know, in the laundry room. Uh, I have no idea here. I mean, you can tell that acts is skanky here. Why, she's a anglo mestizos who got some money here. Well, hey, uh, you have you have a sink, you have, you know, I mean, pretty well the uh, the bath the bathroom is right next to the uh, kitchen. You don't have in the you don't have in the two bedrooms here, the uh, you don't have any plumbing in there. You just have one bathroom. On the, you know, not on the ground floor, but you have the drain come out. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty well compact here. Okay. Yes, I have an indoor bathroom. How long I've been married to Roxy? I've been sort of married to Roxy. Well, for what? So since March of 1987. Okay. So, in any case, uh. You know, anyway, uh, Skanky, uh, you did a podcast with a Jew boy who pretended he lived in Iceland, but actually lived in, uh, you know, lived in uh, whatever. I had a crazy woman named Optima Femna who is a, uh, she might be a kikus here, who uh, lives in uh, California. She's a crazy bitch. I believe she called the DFS over that video that you showed. Uh Supposedly, I mean, they didn't even look at the video, I don't think, here. They just are in a hurry to throw me in jail over something, okay? So, uh, I have, uh, you know, sure, call in if you want, Skanky. Hell, sure you can. Hell, this is a little bit turd. 
Good Lord, I have plenty of crazoids here calling in at the end of the year. <laughs> okay, sure you can. 724-444-7444. Call, call ID 111132. Okay? Folks, if they're going to go ahead and call, I'm going to take a quick break, and we will be back. Left is going great. Hate was going laugh. The weight was in the worry. Her pussy's furry. Hoppin' beaners was a plan. Didn't need no bigger man. It just discovered. Till she discovered. That love gets her every time. She was bigger than Oh, darn, gone and done it. Gone and done it. And she fell in heat. Most of them the way she walked. Or in swing they got caught. I guess Jack is all darn gone. Got it. You had my chance, space. Reading back around. Looking slow down at the discovered. She had discovered. But like as at every time, it was bigger than one. All darn gone and done it. Gone and done it. Yes, he fell in, he's gone and done it. Let's send them away and walk. Okay. I can always plug that back in. All right, I'm going to unmute U.S. Canada because, hey, I want someone calling in. And, hey. We're here. You're here. Okay, Skanky. Are you back? I'm you so back? You back from uh you back from Kanakistan or wherever the hell you're at? No, she's still here with me, Marty. In his mud hut. In my mud hut. With sticks. In your mud <laughs> hut? Huh. Is is she did she, have you put a new bone to her nose or a plate or something like that? So happy new year, Marty. How you doing? I'm doing well. Is this Wedgie? It is. Well, I'll be down here. You sound. We we you... we had a couple bottles of wine, and we uh, we thought we'd give you we a call. <laughs> and you know why? Because Daniel Daniel posted on um, Bad 
about your your video with uh, with Roxy. So we watched that and uh, we thought of you and uh, we thought we'd wish you a happy New Year. Well, that's nice. Uh, I I was out. My sister my sister came by, and my well she married my she married her brother in law and my brother in law, and uh, they came by in uh, a thirty seven. You know, a 37-foot uh, motorhome. I bought I bought this uh, church in uh, the Missouri River Valley around Kansas City. I'm trying to keep it sort of secret because I don't want niggers uh, whipped up by the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, burning it down. But uh, pretty well. You, know, you have a problem well, with that? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that was a you know a, a serious inconvenience over there. But but hey Marty, I got to ask you something. This sure. um, this video you made with your wife, you you weren't very respectful there. Were you were you annoyed with her? What was going on there? Yeah, I was annoyed at her. I was annoyed at her because oh, it was. Let me see. Last Monday, I get up, I get up, and you know I you know I I come across and essentially she's talking on the phone. She usually talks to her friends here, but. I hear that you know I hear that something that she's made a doctor's appointment, and then she goes ahead she calls another doctor and makes another appointment on Monday, and these people were open on the Monday. She could have made an appointment with one of them to be the last one in, and she has the notion she has the sort you know I said daughters of Eve to where you know just like a child, just like a child, she sort of believes it because she wants something. She's going to get it now. It's difficult as hell to get her into, you know, into the wheelchair. And I actually, I actually have. I think I've pretty well by cutting down our carbohydrates. I think I've had her lose about fifty pounds. You know, you can really? sort of tell. And Thank as you. a result, you know, I, I have to give give her a hard time to uh, get her to sit up. You know, and Is I can't walk- get her to, I can't get her to use a walker. Uh, Essentially, when she gets in the wheelchair, it's because she must here. And I've told her several times that, you know, hey, you know, how, how I deal, I, I don't really like the medical profession. That was even before I got illegally sent to the nut house, you know, and then seeing these quacks and dotheads and nigger psychiatrists and Jew psychiatrists, why well, I, I hate doctors even more. So occasionally, though, is I need to get my blood pressure pill done. So what I'll do is I'll sneak in around 4.30, 4.30 after the doctor has treated all these beaners and the rest here for cash, and essentially give him, I think he wants $58, and essentially every year he'll, you know, he'll, he'll just go ahead and put me you know, in because it's $58 to just simply prescribe me some blood pressure medication. Now, last year I had gout. Can Roxy walk? Hmm? Can she physically take a step out of her no, chair without a walk? no. No, she she broke her leg. She broke her leg on Friday the thirteenth of December, you know, December thirteenth, two thousand thirteen. And so, uh, you're mad at her for making these doctor's appointments, but I'm guessing she needed them. Well, really, I don't think she needs the doctor's appointment because I have, you know, I've gotten pretty good at bandaging her when she has, uh, you know, when she has actual. Uh, when she had di- when she had diabetic uh, sores or something like that, she had some really bad ones here. And I, uh, you go ahead and you have her go to this wound doctor. And he says, "Well, 
whoever's taking care of her is doing a real good job because these people get in the nursing home and they have these diabetic sores and usually they get worse here. And I've seen these stupid these stupid nurses and the rest here. They don't do as good a job of bandaging up Roxy as I do. I mean, I've gotten fairly quick and fairly skilled at doing so. But hey, hey, Marty, I mean no, I mean no disrespect at all here. Like zero. I, I I mean this in a respectful way. But is she disabled or is she just fat? You know what I mean? Like I, I really don't mean to insult you she, or her in any way. I think that she. She's always been she's always been fat, always been fat. But she's gotten especially bad. She's gotten especially bad. That's why she had the broken leg because she, all that weight on her legs, on her knees, are bad. She doesn't have very much in the way of cartilage in her legs at all. And uh, when I ran out, you know, I bought this. This this used to be this used to be her mother's house. She died. Uh, she died. Uh, what? Oh, in two, December 2009, and uh, pretty well I bought it. I bought it in March of uh, 2012. Uh, you know, essentially, I paid twelve thousand dollars, you know, to the other six two thousand apiece, and Roxy kicked in at two thousand. And I'm fighting with uh, Newton County over. They got it valued at forty-three thousand. I think it's not worth over thirty thousand. And so this this new stuff to fight with the county over. But yeah, so Marty, are you class. are you her only caregiver? Are you are you her only caregiver? Yeah, but now I am here. So anyway, I was annoyed as hell because she had essentially you know, I I've told her so times, get in the wheelchair, we'll get you into the quarter ton Buick here. I call the quarter ton Buick because literally I I will buy you know, I, got, I bought 300 cinder blocks, and I will load up 15, which is actually 600 pounds, which is more than a quarter ton. Quarter ton is 500 pounds. And essentially, I was annoyed because she made not one doctor's appointment, but two. And I have urged her several times to just simply, you know, get into, you know, get into the Buick, get into the Buick, get you in the wheelchair, we get you into the Buick, and what we'll try to do is we'll try to make a, have the doctor do a parking lot call. Because she got rid of her old doctor because uh, you know that bitch was mad because Roxy wouldn't come in, you know, to into her office and she had to go outside her office to see Roxy in the Buick and she misdiagnosed Roxy as having a hernia and essentially she wasn't that good a doctor. I don't think Roxy needs all them damn pills that she gets here. She got plenty of medication from over the years doing that, she takes lots and lots and lots and lots of these stupid pills. So I, I, you know, so anyway, I was annoyed because here it is, she doesn't want to get up, she doesn't want to get up, you know, doesn't want to use the walker, doesn't want to practice standing up, pivoting into the wheelchair so I can take her to the Buick and then try to get her in there. I mean, I have several times said, hey, look, woman, uh, just simply, let's make one doctor's phone call Get in at the very last to the doctors who want to get a little bit of money. Essentially, have you know, have you come in at the very last minute here? And she called Monday, and she was able to make doctor's appointments for that very self day, and she makes two appointments for the next day, which is Tuesday. So here it is. So here it is. All of a sudden, it's time to go. It's time to go. We have about an hour to get her in. 
And essentially, she gets into the wheelchair, and she's not able to sit all the way into the back of the wheelchair. She's got her pants on, and essentially, she is not going to be able to get out to do it. Now, the problem is we have one hell of a drop-off. We have a mistake here. She can fall seven feet here, and that wouldn't do her any good. Uh, pretty well, these idiots that I, you know, her niece, her cousin Debbie, and her red nigger boyfriend, they tore out the railing, you know, over the big drop-off. So essentially, she's not able to get up, and I'm annoyed at her for making these arrangements, for making these arrangements here, not, not for one doctor's appointment, but two. So I did the doctor. I was, I was annoyed at her. We're essentially having a childlike, you know, just because I want to, somehow I'm going to be able to not make just one doctor's appointment, get in at the very last minute, but I'm going to go ahead and make two. So essentially when I did that, it was quite apparent we would not even be able to make one doctor's appointment. You know, so yeah, I was annoyed at her. So anyway, I think this goofy bitch, uh, Opna Femna, who was one of my stalkers, uh, made this call to the Newton County uh, Aging Council here, and these cocksuckers came out on the, 20, you know, on the 31st while I'm gone. And essentially they're trying to, on the basis of an anonymous complaint, they are trying to get me sent to prison here. Now, I hate cops, and you know, as I believe, is that essentially they're enemy. You know, see, you, you know, Harold, Harold is trying to build something here. I'm not. I believe the Zog Babylon will implode, and that the way, you know, I, you know, instead of having, you know, building a northwest front here, I believe that when things fall apart, it'll be just like Rome, and you will have, like, when I was in Germany in a uh, fire direction control, you will have the breakup of America, not into one or two or a number of countries, but you'll have, just like in Germany uh, during the Middle Ages, no less than 900 countries. So essentially what I believe here as a dual seed by Christian identity, uh, you know, true believer, is that Zog Babylon will fall apart and it will be essentially just 10 or 20 million white people now, essentially, we'll go ahead and kill all the niggers and Jews and beaners and the rest here, and it will be it will be set up with you know, what I call the Ten Thousand Warlords Project here. So essentially, it's impossible it's impossible to uh, have any leadership because you know David Duck, why well, he's a fake, uh, Don Black, another fake, Alex Linder is a gut sick Jew boy. Uh, all this Christian identity, like Jeremy Visser, he's a Sephardic Melungeon. Uh, Dan Johnson, Ashkenazi Melungeon. Uh, William Fink, he's a nigger. He's a nigger-nosed, uh, murderous Jew pig from New Jersey. Uh, Brian Real, he's suing me for ten point seven five million dollars because I found out his real name, and you know they had nigger lips and flat eyes, and you know, he's a mongrel. So uh, hey. Uh, that's what you have. That's what you have, and the bowel movement is just simply nothing more than, you know, really run by Jews and Mongols. I believe that uh, it's run by the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Ashkenazi Defecation League, and you know, I agree with Harold that in order to have anti-terrorism, you have to have some false terrorism threats here. So anyway, uh, I sort of found out about Corey uh, not through what she said on her podcast, but rather 
rather by asking her on the chat about, you know, did she know Carl Garst? And from my guess, I guess Carl scared the crap out of her. So she ran for her life. You know, she didn't have her little skanklings there at the time. So I guess Skanky, you know, just ran because she was scared of Carl Garst here. Uh, I called Carl Garst the uh, St. Patrick of Kalispell because he ran two mongrel and Jew serpents out of uh, Kalispell, corn cob and Axel Skanky. So anyway, have I answered your question? Lord, we just had we just had a big die off, didn't we? Okay, it looks like we lost a whole bunch of people here. <laughs> okay, well that's good here. Well, she you know, Skanky is a Skanky is indeed a mandrus here. No big deal. Sixteen minutes. I'm gonna go ahead and say the chat and we'll see if anybody calls back. All right? I'm wondering if anybody's going to call in. Uh, let's see. Maybe they decide not to call in. When you when you look at the bowel movement, now I've looked at I've looked at uh, I've listened to Skanky, and essentially she's not white. She gets all pissed off about it and. Tries to bring that, uh, you know, bring that up again. Quicker uh, Squill, he's always been a Zogbot. He was, uh, I think he, was, he supposedly was uh, William Pierce's uh, membership director to make sure that William Pierce didn't go through the four hundred thousand dollars that Bobby Matthews gave him. 
Well, I, you know, I used to converse with Catchelaine and with David Lane through Catchelaine. And Catchelaine said this that hey, instead of three hundred thousand dollars, the company says that actually they gave four hundred thousand dollars to Pierce. And then Catchelaine would tell me and a number of the people who are on her email list here about giving four hundred thousand dollars of order money to phone book viewers who didn't do a dang thing for David Lane, aka what? William Pierce. William Pierce was a Zogbot card. And when the time came that Pierce got sick and was dying of pancreatic cancer, was about to croak off, he gave the National Alliance not to his brother, Sanders Pierce, not to Billy Roper. He gave it to the worst character who would be guaranteed to fuck it up, Eric Levy. Now Eric Levy is supposedly given to Wiggerswell, but it doesn't really matter because now you'll have Sanders, Pierce, and the rest. But what comes down to it, what Sanders, Pierce, and National Alliance Restoration Group going to say? Well, hey, uh, we deserve to have the National Alliance back because it was founded on stolen order Zogbucks. That's why I think that's why I think that lawsuit is doomed here. Just like just like Quickerswill's bogus lawsuit. They got rid, you know, they got what they wanted to accomplish. They got rid of Covington in North Carolina. Wiggerswill wasn't going to get any money, and he didn't. I can just see, I can just see Wiggerswill, you know, about what? Two and a half years ago, Harold Covington, that's what Skanky was still with him. Harold Covington wrote on his blog, not with a bang, but a fart. To where essentially these book publishing companies, you know, sometimes just simply gave you know gave Harold back oh fifty or sixty dollars from royalties for his uh, books or something like that. And I asked Wiggerswill over on Hunter Wallace's uh, forum, "Hey, uh, is it true?" Is it true? And, you know, Wiggerswell couldn't answer the question. He had to bluster just like he usually does whenever he's caught out of the line. Wiggerswell saying that, hey, guess what? He had a settlement with Covington. It just simply means is that, uh, Toby, oh, I won't pursue this anymore if you won't say that, you know, essentially I lost here. Uh, Oh, really, Wedgie, I mean, you know, you had old Harlan, this guy who was stalking Covington and probably sort of like Wiley Coyote. He was, he's, uh, you know, you have him falling over a cliff, Wiley, Wiley Coyote says, why don't you step aside and let a real professional show you how it's done here, Went, you know, in falling over a cliff. Well, he was right. Harold Covington is, what, 61 years old? Essentially, he is clearing off via bankruptcy. He is clearing off all his debts so he can collect Social Security at the age of 62. That's what he's doing. I remember this podcast with Axis Skanky calling, Harold is a lying fraud because old Wallace, a.k.a. old Mike, got all mad because Harold told him the same thing he told Axis Kinky. It's our destiny. 
for you to work for the Northwest Front and save the white race. Now, <laughs> if, you know, if he wants to work with Chris that day, maybe I'll work with Dewey Tucker because Dewey Tucker believes in reincarnation too. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm a Comparean. But you know, I, had, I had to, you know, I, I found out far more about Skanky. Uh, you know, she talked, she's told me that she went to a BIA school. And her, her next to last uh, collection, she uh, she pretty well admitted she was going to this Alaskan Indian town or something like that here. I wouldn't be surprised if Max Skanky's mother isn't really a neurotic quigris, but actually a kikis here. You know, and her dad is, I bet her dad is just a half-breed or something like that. That makes Skanky about a quarter-breed, wouldn't it? So anyway, Skanky, you want to call in? You a wedgie? That's fine with me. But, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you went ahead and called. But on the 31st, why Roxy told me later on, told me on later on is that, guess what? The area agent had gotten a hotline call, and they'd come over and talk for 10 minutes, and we're trying to talk Roxy into claiming that I abused her or something like that here. And on the basis of an anonymous hotline call, try to send me to jail like they did with the grandkids when they stole them here. And I was pretty mad, but as I look at it, who cares? What is wrong? What is really wrong with using, you know, for me going against, say, you know, as a warlord, going against some social worker, some policeman, say, hey, guess what? We, we have an anonymous complaint that you have committed an act of treason in civil war against the people. And I, I have freaked out pigs. I have freaked out social workers by saying, hey, look, folks. I think it's okay to take someone's children and torture their children to testify against their parents or grandparents. And unlike what happened with me, well, hey, your, you know, your grandson or granddaughter isn't going to recant the bogus, the bogus lie because it's so, so much easier to go ahead and torture them again. I mean, I love the fact that Zog Babylon is descending into lawlessness. I like the fact that niggers are shooting pigs. You know, pigs are killing niggers. My goal, my goal is essentially to exacerbate this lawlessness, this chaos, this civil war. Unlike Harold, and sometimes Skanky's perceptive. She says, unlike Harold, yo, Marty doesn't care what he looks like. He doesn't care if people think he's a nut. He doesn't care if people think he's a maniac. He doesn't care if he thinks he's a psycho. And by the way, by the way, if you're listening, uh, Harold sort of annoyed me about a week and a half ago because he he said I was nuts twice here. He said I was mad. He said I was stark raving mad here, but he liked that to me. And I said, well, okay, Harold, whatever. You know, but I said more than that here. I'm not going to reveal what I said. But, but Hell said I was nuts here. That sort of annoyed me a little bit. So in any case, uh, no, do I think, you know, do I think, do I think Harold, like, X is skanky? No, I don't think so. I bet X is skanky reflecting in a heartbeat here if Harold would have asked, though. If you are, you know, if you are, 
if you're a bowel movement leader and you don't want to be like David Duck here, you don't fuck the help. You know what I mean? You don't, you know, well, you don't fuck the help over physically. You know, there's a whole bunch of ways you can fuck over the help. You fuck over the help, but you don't fuck the help directly. Okay? So, <laughs> is he gay? I don't think so here. So, no, I'm not following that with Harold here. Uh, I made, I had a big old fight in Wiggersquill and Hadding, make a big deal of it here. Uh, in 2003, he came out with Hill of the Ravens, which was his first Northwest novel book here. And he was essentially like with Heather and a character named Redman here, who was Mysteries. And essentially, he wrote a bunch of stuff that pissed off everybody in Christian Day. Uh, the main part was that if you're Christian Day, you would get a C level. You would get a C level. Uh, you would get a C level uh, citizenship here. But if you were a Nazi or a pagan or whatever, you would get B and A level. That's what mainly pissed me off here. And. B, I got on, you know, I made the mistake of being on his, what, uh, Truth Commission uh, server, you know, Yahoo groups and the rest here. Made the mistake of doing that, and I ended up fighting with all those pagan tards and all that. So uh, what I do is I do not get on Harold Covington's, uh, I don't get on his uh, forums, I don't get on his blog. I did meet Andy Donner, and I, I liked Andy, and I made a good report of Andy. But in March of 2009, after the bogus, after the bogus uh, child molestation uh, complaint died on the 27th of February, you know, on the 9th of March, I decided to make peace with Hill Covington. I, you know, I hated, you know, Hill the Ravens, but I liked the second book, which was about this, you know, young Whigger tart who became a revolutionary fighter. Harold is, Harold is a wonderful, is a wonderful writer. Uh, my mentor was uh, a character named Jim Floyd. You know, and those who are in the movement knew Jim Floyd as quite the activist. He was quite the activist. He, you know, he knew that Red Mike Vanderbilt was nothing more than Southern Poverty Law Center, Asian provocateur, and militia general here. Folks, I have been in the movement since 1993, since after Waco. So as a result, uh, this movement turned. I have quite a bit of, you know, I have quite a bit of experience. I've met Alex Wood. I've met Corncob. I've, you know, Trader Glenn Miller ran out of my office because he thought I was going to kill him. When I mentioned Catch Lane and David, you know, or uh, sorry, uh, Louis Bean. I mean, I have been in this movement here. So, you know. You know, I had a big fight with Harold Covington, and he he pulled up, he pulled fast. He banned me from his uh, Truth Commission thing, and then he made a sock puppet named you know named Marty Linstead, and he would have it say George 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 of the Jungle, you know, to where I was essentially totally raving mad here. You know, Harold uses sock puppets quite a bit. You know, I mean, and he he makes he makes a wigger squirrel, he makes hatting wine like pussies here. Essentially, William Pierce was a Zogbot. Harold isn't. Harold isn't. But, you know, Harold, you know, Harold makes a living off the movement, or tries to, or what, what he has of this movement here. And I don't begrudge him a thousand warlords in, what, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, 
and Western Montana, I don't begrudge him a bit here if he's able to do that. But I, you know, uh, it is a skanky. It is a skanky which has made me doubt his ability to do it. It was this character named Steve Elder. This character was a Pictish Tubal Kenite uh, retard. Uh, he actually banned Andy Donner on this one forum, which was Northwest Front, for daring to say that Brian Rio wasn't white. That's when I that's when I realized that Harold wasn't going to get more over maybe fifty war. You know, I don't think I don't think he's going to get hundred. You know, not get a thousand. He's not going to get hundred. He's not going to get fifty. He might get twenty. But essentially, in this movement, you have these people coming and going all the time. Okay. What the fuck is a tubal kenite? Uh, this is this is Christian. This is dual seed line Christian Daddy advanced uh, study. A tubal kenite is a child of Cain between Cain and Canaan. Anyway, folks, I'm about to be kicked off and talks to you. I have to relog in, and I will be back. In a second, it looks like I am going to be kicked off of Skype in about less than a minute. So first, I'm going to take a break, and we will be back in a minute. Hell victory. Okay, well, I don't know if she's, you know, I don't know about Jeff Shoup here. Jeff Shoup has shagged by everybody. I, w- I would die one of the, you know, shag old Skanky and maybe Skanky uh, 
you know, put out. Who knows here? But you you look at Axis Skanky. Why, at the age of seventeen, she was a uh, she was a heroin whore. You know, the best description I have seen of Axis Skanky is narcissistic mongrel whore. She had, you know, she married a I call it the Wigger Castrati. You know, the character looks white. She had two Anglo Mestizo kids. And then she decided for a different thrill, she decided to become a porn star. And she did that for a while. And then, oh, okay, now it's time to become a Nazi. So she runs around with the NSM. And uh, you know, Skanky has been invaluable in telling me about a number of people you know, who I have not really met here. I really have not been, you know, knew very many leaders east of the Mississippi River. Most of my, you know, most of my contacts have been, well, within Christian identity, within the uh, movement in the Midwest, with some of the people, well, people out west here. So in this movement of ours, which has you know people coming and going and leaving or something like that, it gets to where if you are a essentially a chieftain, why they all know about you. Uh, way back in uh, what 1993, I came in via the militia movement, formed two militias, had a uh, modern militia man magazine or EO. I mean, I. I had a web page on February 22nd, 1996. Was in the libertarian movement. I have run for office quite a bit. Now, because I'm a white supremacist, I'm not allowed to run, which is good. There's no way I can win by election, so I can. So it's better that I am able to contest the results of the election. Essentially, Zog Babylon's pretenses as a constitutional Republican form of government is bullshit. It's not. It's essentially a decaying empire with fewer and fewer and fewer whites to pay for things and to run things, and more and more Mongols and niggers. It is going to collapse. It's doomed. Now, Skanky has told me that, okay, Harold is making him about, what, $40,000 a year, more or less. He has somebody paying for his rent, which is fine. I think that's a good thing. I don't think Harold is a Zogbot. He's somebody who has been in the movement who has paid his dues. I do not believe, I do not believe it's going to be anything organized by anybody in the bowel movement. That's why in the show I urge people to stay out of the bowel movement. Does anybody really want, like what happened to me, to have, you know, the uh, local pigs all the way up to the, essentially the federal pigs, buy and steal your grandchildren? and send you to a nut house because you won't accept a public pretender, I mean, dope you up, knock out a number of your teeth. I mean, I wouldn't wish, I wouldn't wish what happened to me on anyone. 
But it's my life such as it is. It's what I do. This show, this show initially started out nearly five years ago bitching about Jeremy Visser. And then later on, found out Brian Rear wasn't white and you know, found out the Fink was a lying Jew pig. Eli James was the Chicago Sephardic Jew. And over time, I found out that this bowel movement of ours is essentially, I, I think it's just pretty well just uh, nothing but Zogbots, really, at the higher levels. Now, you'll have true believers like Harold, you know, who, who makes do because that's what he does. And Hunter Wallace, why, yeah, he does what he does. But hey, Linder's just a sick Jew. Craig Cobb, he's 14% nigger and 86% Jew boy. He was the big news in 2013. I have met Trader Glenn Miller twice. Once at Mon Paul's restaurant in Monette, Roxy was not impressed with him, and in my office when he ran out my door because he thought I was going to kill him because I mentioned Louis Beam and Cachelain. He thought I was going to pull out a pistol or a thirty-eight and plug his worthless lying mongrel ass here. I pretend to be Trevor Glenn Miller's really good internet buddy for, what, nearly four years until he refused to run for Congress run for United States Senate because I was running for governor against Matt Blunt. And then Twigger Swill or somebody notified while saying about on BNN and he had been fighting with the mayor since here. All these characters, all these characters, David Duck, Milton Monster Don Black, Alex Linder, William Fink, Eli James, Dan Johns, Jeremy Visser, all Zogbots. Occasionally, you come across someone like Axis Tank. I don't believe she's a Zogbot. I believe that what she is is she's just simply, you know, a quarter breed, quarter breed Mongol whore who lives for excitement. And I list, I list to her podcast. Uh, essentially, it is 95% about her. about her and 5% about whatever the, you know, hate Harold, maybe 10% hate Harold. It's 95% about her. That's all it is. You have Wedgie who is trying to, I guess, pretend to be an anti-racist activist or something like that. And he has has a forum and he has allowed me free speech on his forum. But it's not really important. But no, these forums are pretty well died in terms of having any relevance to anything. Twenty years ago, twenty years ago. Let's go see. Uh, let's see if anybody's saying anything here. Twenty years ago. Well, I was trying to form militia here. I helped form two of them. But in Missouri, your so-called militias were about a dozen, a dozen groups here with less than 20 members, all of who were either related or knew each other for a long time. And almost all the time they were formed and ran 
by either ex-military who were either clan or Christian identity or both. And then after you know, and you know, folks, I you know, I me and this other guy had tried to bring in these survivalist groups here, and they said they would join our militia. And then what? Two days after the Oklahoma City bombing, when they found out about Tim Bay and how he was associated with Michigan militia, we had about 120 people representing 120 people, or more or less, maybe 160, come by and say, Martin, uh, Robert. We are not going to join your militia like we said we were going to. We're not going to join your militia at all. Because this guy, you know, whatever his name is, he's associated with Michigan militia. We don't want the problem which come to us as survivalists here. Now, ever since 2009, you have, from my estimation, and talked to some people back from the militia movement, you have two or three times these people. Now, the militia movement, it didn't, you know, the constipation militia, and Red Mike Vanderkike, and by the way, by the way, I don't know if you you know this guy named Red Mike Vanderbilt, the ex-Congress. He was up in Olympia. Maybe Skanky knows something about it here. Essentially, he's an agent provocateur. He's always been the Southern Poverty Law Center's militia general. Talking about we will not comply in Civil War II. I fought with him way back in Oklahoma City. I met, I met the Reverend Dr. Robert Millar, who ran Elohim City. He gave me his card. He invited me to come down to visit him. And there was no way I was going to do that because it was known he was a he was he was talking Zog Babylon. Tim Bay was working for both sides. I'm not sure if he's even dead. Maybe he is, maybe he ain't. I was going to do an article called The Manchurian Oswald's Right Buttock to Where the Left Wing, the CIA, and Army Intelligence imposed a microchip on his left buttock, and the Christian identity and the Phineas priesthood and the militia had implanted a microchip in his right buttock and they were fighting for Timothy Racel. I thought it was a funny premise here. Well, folks, there's not really been any real, any real white nationalist movement. There's not been any real militia movement which hasn't been run by Zog for all practical purposes. And in the mid-90s, here come all these constitutional militias, the Missouri 51st, the Missouri 1st, you know, St. Louis Volunteers. And it was run by Whiggers who would, oh, have the wonderful idea in Kansas City, let's go ahead and buy these inner-city niggers from Troost Avenue. Let's buy them some SKSs, and let's get them and will claim they're our central brigade of the Missouri 51st. And then they would get to where we're not racist. We elected, in the case of Missouri you know, First Volunteers, we elected a Jewess who has no military experience, but she's Jew and she has a pussy. Let's make her a second command. And they got to where they did not like 
the original Missouri militias here, which do claim to be constitutional militias, but really were survivalist groups who thought they had a political agenda. But after two days, two days after the Oklahoma City bombing, they didn't want anything to do with this at all. At all. So what did they do? They left. They ran, they ran away. That's what they did. So guess what? By 1997, when these two Missouri Highway Patrolmen, you know, patrolmen infiltrated in, rolled up these old senile thieves practicing common law without a clue called the Missouri 20, and tried 13 of them and got conviction and had me overturned because of Zog crookedness. Then they retried seven of them. They got essentially time served of 18 months to two years. By the time 1997 was gone, pretty well, there really wasn't anything other than Zog false front militias here. And then came 1998, 1999, when all of a sudden, Project Megiddo and Zog is all scared about maniacs like me or Chris Van Denny, who have been, quote, kicked out of the constipation militia. I remember writing to Red Mike Vanderkiker to a number of them. There, there is no such thing as a constitutional militia. Red Mike Vanderbilt, your so-called 1st Alabama Cavalry Regiment is really should better be named Red Mike's Bolshevik Gang of four or five horseless mattoids because that's all it is. That's all it is. It's not constitutional militia because your precious constipation, Article 1, Section 1, Paragraph 7 says that the militia is not going to be formed of people from a township or a county. No, it's to be set up by the state government and called the federal action anytime they want. In short, it's going to be a select militia, which is called the National Guard. Have you heard of Army National Guard? There's a Navy National Guard. There's a, you know, there's an Air Force National Guard. They have the patch of the conquered militiamen as their official as their official arm or you know, banner or herald or shield or whatever. The Constitution militia did away with the militias of seventeen seventy five and seventeen seventy six, which were formed at the township and county and parish level. You're going to call yourself a Constitution militia. Where is your authorization from the governor of the state authorizing you as a constitutional militia, Red Mike? And you had you had where I got kicked off of webpage militia Yahoo groups for saying that. I mean, you know, where is your where is your state government sanction to form your quote constitutional militia, Red Mike? There, there was this here nigger. Jew lesbian bitch called Liz Michael in California. She she would get to where anybody asked that question, they would be banned. My article says there is no such thing as a constitutional militia. Well, hey, it was it was pretty well understood. I had I had an internet gazette here called the Modern Militia. Had a big old fight in 1998 with this you know libertine 
probably Jewish named Claire Wolf. 101 things to do to the revolution. She got mad when I said I would pay off my warlords with pussy. And the estates of regime criminals. Then she bitched, oh, don't read his modern militiaman because, you know, I, I, I endorse him. He talks about civil war. He talks about killing people. Instead, pay $36 a year for the resistor. And guess what? A month later, the resistor went racist. Sergeant First Class Barry of the resistor said, hey, we're going to go tribal. We're not Liberty no more. I asked, I asked Patricia Neal, where the hell does that bitch come from? Why the hell did she move to Wyoming? Why the hell did she move to where there are no niggers and beaners and she likes them so damn much? And Claire, or Patty Neal revealed that she, she was essentially, Claire Wolf was some critter who came from some big city on the left coast, Portland or San Francisco or Los Angeles or whatever else here. She was just a lying bitch. I knew she, I knew she wasn't a Wyoming native when she wrote something nice about Indians. Wyoming people hate Indians nearly as much as white South Dakotans do. That's why I knew that Skanky wasn't white when she talked about going to a BIA school. BIA is Bureau of Indian Affairs. Settler kids do not, you know, cannot go to BIA schools at all. Axis Skanky, you know, Axis Skanky has admitted her father is a drunkard. What is that code for? Drunken red nigger half breed. Skanky ain't white. Skanky is, you know, probably a, is a mixture between some red, some form of red nigger on her day side and some either Whigress or Jewish bitch here on her mother's side. So what difference does it make if Exoskanky screws niggers or Jews? I mean, she's a mongrel. Why? Who cares? And Skanky gets all pissed off here when I mention that. Okay? So anyway, that was all here. That that segment died. That, that, that segment, you know, died here. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> Near death. <laughs> okay, well, it looks like Reggie Corey's still in there. And uh, maybe they'll call back in. I was really bad about, you know, you know, the answer is that I do love Roxy. I do take care of her. And pretty well, Roxy was loyal to me here. What really annoyed me is these cocksuckers didn't even fucking look, you know, I don't think they even looked fucking YouTube video, but they found somebody to go ahead and say abuse occurs, so they come to my house while I'm gone and try to talk Roxy into... Oh, do you want to press charges against them? Do you have bed sores? Do you have this thing about here? Essentially, they don't get their way. And I'm thinking of spending $400 to run these cocksuckers to the rescue. I do not have a problem with torturing people. I don't have a problem with torturing the children of people. I believe in civil war. I believe in making sure that Zog Babylon dies. 
That's why I don't get down on Harold. I mean, shoot. I say things that people think I'm a fucking maniac for. Had you know, had my had my roommate at Goulman. He was a pervert. He molested a six year old girl. And by the way, by the way, niggers. You know, all these nigger wenches here. Every single one of them here were diddled before the age of eight or nine. Not even to the age of ten. Every single one was diddled by the age of seven, seven or eight or nine by their nigger daddies or nigger brothers or nigger cousins or nigger whatever here. And beers are even worse than niggers about that shit. You know what I mean? They, they do that shit. I mean, you know, that, that's what these critters do. And you don't get mad at them. They're just animals. Why apply white man's law to essentially mongrels and Jews and animals? Why bother? Anyway, he, you know, he, uh, well, he molested some six-year-old girl here, but essentially she was, what, third or fourth generation child molester here? I mean, there are people who essentially raise their children to be molested by perverts and then blackmail them. And that's what happened with, you know, this Anglo mestizo fireman pervert here. Essentially, you know, this bitch who was molested by, you know, pimped out by her mother and her grandmother was pimped out. Probably, probably the six-year-old has probably raised another couple generations of essentially choma bait. That's you know that's the situation we have, and pretty well what you know what these faggots and Jews and the rest here, they use that to destroy white men and white families. It's all Babylon which is destroying the white race. So rather than worry, rather than worry about just simply, just simply use the chaos to destroy everything. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing really left. If you're really Christian today, you're really dual see my Christian day. You look forward to the great tribulation. You look forward to the extermination of ninety percent of the of the Whiggers and all the Jews and Mamsers. You hate. You, you essentially understand it's not you. They're not. They're not people. They're just simply sub animals. That's why I got annoyed at that goofy bitch. I mean, I think she was indeed a Jewess. I think she was indeed a Jewess. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, Skanky, uh, Skanky. I mean, you you can understand that you know you know they knew Skanky even though she worked for social services at Nuthouse. They knew she was a crazy bitch here. That's why that's why the Wigger Castrati got the Skanklings here. It's because because the Wigger Castrati had mercy on Skanky here that she's able to see her, you know her you know, her man's her Skanklings here. Now, I don't know if Carl knew that old uh, Skanky was a mandress here, but she's getting older. She's obviously, you know, I, I keep on, you know, Skanky, if you're listening here, in your last video or next to last video, I'd really like you to say here, you know, you know, it's favorite me. Just say, the age of white man is over. The age of orc skank has arrived here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so 
we're like Lord of the Rings here, you know, sort of Axe is Orcus King here. That would be amusing. Okay? So, yeah, she, but why, you know, why, you know, it, it's not really, it's not really, it, the same thing, the same thing I told old Hatting, the, you know, the loveless, cast-loving, matoid meerkat about uh, Trader Glenn Miller. People accuse Trader Glenn Miller of being a race mixer. He's not. He's a Melangian. He's a non-white, part Jew, you know, red, drunken red nigger. What difference does it make me screw some sort of Filipino or Korean or whatever? What difference does it make? But what if he has a mong, you know, mamsrous, you know, you know, a, a darker Gukas named Rabang or a banger, or if that was the name of a heifer he screwed or whatever. Who cares? I used to I used to feel sorry for these Christian identity people who got betrayed by Trader Glenn Miller until 2010. I see a new video. I mean, here, here he is, a cork-eyed, obvious red nigger, mongrel. What are you doing? If you're really Christian day, what are you doing with an obvious drunken mongrel? Why are you surprised? These characters who hang around Eli James, I found out that Rebecca May, she wasn't white, and I freaked her out here. And Eli James, oh, sure, fine, you know. You know, she says, maybe I don't belong in Christian Day. Well, you know, finally some recognition here, and she's gone now. She figured out. I mean, all these characters, they go through their models, and same way with Harold and Nexus Ganky. First, NSM, who are a bunch of clowns. Jeff Shoup is not really a racist. His third or fourth wife was a Syrian sand nigger who had a nigger daughter named Amber, and Jeff Shoup lied about it all along. Hey, why be surprised what Jeff Shoup does? Hmm? Okay? Anyway, I think I'm about to be kicked off pretty soon. It's about, what, three and a half hours? And pretty well, I think I'm going, you know, she she is, you know. But, yeah, you get, you get to where, you get to where you reach the age of 40 or 50, and the woman you're with, the woman you're with here, the fact, you know, you know, the fact that she stayed loyal to you, the fact that she always supported you, you know, I mean, that becomes far more, you know, that becomes far more valuable here. I mean, I'm not a sexual adventurer. You know, pretty well, pretty well, I had my sexual adventuring when I was in the Army here. And, you know, German whores cost the equivalent of $14.50 to uh, screw if you paid them in marks here. Hey, you know, you, you, there, there's a ton to every, you know, everything in under the sun here. You know, and, and and to be honest with you, essentially the head on my shoulders has always ruled the other head. You know. I mean, I've always kept my one eyed Johnson under firm, you know, relatively firm control. I always made sure always made sure they had protection. <laughs> so 
what you do is that you get to a point in your life where you reward people that you really like. Roxy is emotionally stable. If she'd been a dingbat or something like that, I took a pallet flat to her long since here. Me and Roxy, me and Roxy have, you know, we've never exchanged blows. I mean, that's not that's not white behavior here. We have had we have had some cross words. But Joey Roxy does what I ask her to do. And so she's been she's been my partner through half my life. She's been loyal to me, so I'm loyal to her. Something that, you know, a critter like X is skanky can understand because hey, you know, I mean it's just like it's just like with these Mongols here. Every time a little a little a little brain, you know, a little a little thought goes in their head while they're able to hold on to it for ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, maybe even, you know, the better part of six months. And then guess what? They're gone. They're gone. What gets me is that both Harold Covington and certainly Andy Donner and Skanky Skanky still still is bleeding out up the pussy over old Andy. But old Andy had the loyalty, had the loyalty to where, hey, I'm sort of hinting here, you know, is is it true that Axis Skanky is Karina Burt here and Andy had the decency to never give up Axis Skanky. It wasn't until Axis Skanky admitted on her blog that she was indeed Karina Burt. I said, hey, Andy, Andy, do you know that, do you know that uh, Karina, you know, Axis Skanky is mid being Karina Burt, and he says, where did she do that? Where did she, where did she allegedly say that? I said, oh, go ahead, and, you know, here's a link. I'm talking to him either over the phone or by email. I said, go look for yourself. You don't need to cover up for Axis Skanky anymore. Both Harold and Axis Skanky had loyalty. To, you know, well, both Harold and uh, Andy had loyalty to Axis Skanky. Now, I, I've been, you know, I've been pretty well a, a loyal, a faithful ally here with Covington since March 2009. You know, and part of the way of becoming a royal, a loyal ally is to not get on Covington's forums or blogs and fight. You know, with you know, I well, me and Andy are pretty, you know, pretty good friends here. But you know, Steve Elder, he's a goofy, he's a goofy, you know, he's a goofy part pinkish tubalcanite, you know, piece of shit here. You know, and oh, I found out he had Crohn's. I found out a lot. Of, oh, I used to troll the hell out of Eli James here over Steve Elder, and then Steve Elder made a mistake of pissing and pissing him out and uh, Eli James had nothing but he pointed out that uh, picks were dwarven Amorites sent by Cain, you know, to Cornwall to mine the tin because Brazil was a strategic mineral. And then Steve Elder had a shit fit here and then he, you know, three weeks later he uh, had a fight with Dan Jobs because Dan Jobs was supporting Eli James. <laughs> so uh, when Skanky first showed, he, you know, uh, Steve Elder tried to betray, uh, tried to betray uh, Harold Covington. That man's a liar, and now he's back with Harold because nobody else will take him here. 
So you see this stuff in, you know, in the movement, and a, any organization built upon Zogbots and long rules and Jews, it can't go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. What the, what the future in 2005 is, is civil war and a further collapse. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Zog Babylon is going to totally submerge like, you know, sort of like the tip antic here. It's long since hit the iceberg, the social iceberg here, of race mixing and all that. But it's, it's going to go ahead and go lower and lower and lower. And maybe on the bow, you'll see a few, you'll see the Atlantic Ocean go over the bow of the tip antic. I don't think I don't think it's going to actually break in two. You know, I don't know if you you've seen the uh, thing with old uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, this plump uh, hybridigress here, Kate Winslet. Yeah, that's where they were. I think it's been what oh, fifteen years since the pit ante came out here. I watched it twice here, and I ate four I ate four big buckets of that, and I had the worst gas. Know, that I ever had in my life here from that. And, oh, it was, you know, it got to where the farts were so bad that even I couldn't stand it here. But in case, you know, I think the USS Tit Antic is just going to go lower and lower and lower. And I think the bow, you know, I think that water will come over the bow, but I don't think it's actually going to break up in 2015. But it might. It might. I think 2016 is the, is the year the Tit Antic is going to break up. But in 2015, you know, 2016 is the day the Titanic is going to break in two. But I think that in 2015, the Titanic, the Jew-ass or the Titanic, will just go lower and lower and lower. And the bowel movement will lose, you know, any credibility for representing anybody at all. So anyway... That's it. I don't think I don't think Wedgie and Skanky are going to call back in. I think I'm going to call it a night. <laughs> is that right? Uh, I'm not sure if Jeffrey Leonard is real or he's just simply a uh, Nimbus retard here who's having fun with me here. Uh, I blocked him for I blocked him from the understanding dual seed line Chris I named because I don't allow I don't allow. Uh, I'll write Nimbus or shit to get into uh, the actual Christian Dante, uh, you know, Bible study here. But this is a movement turd, and tards make the turd roar. So anyway, Skanky, uh, Skanky, Wedgie, uh, hopefully you are going ass to mouth and uh, engaging in intermab, you know, intermabs or unnatural sexual acts here, you know. And uh, I hope the Wedgie gives Skanky small cocks. And I hope, you know, Skanky gives Wendy who knows what here. You know, probably, you know, probably Red Digger, Sheep Disease, you know, Sheep Bunker Disease. <laughs> so anyway, I think I'm going to call it a night. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. May y'all be blessed here. And uh, uh, do a lot of things that I wouldn't do, especially under the influence of strong drink. So anyway, uh I'll, I'll, I'm not going to play any more of the skanky thing. I'm going to go ahead and play the regular, the regular Florian guy. So, folks, until, well, let me see, next show will be Sunday night. So I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. May Yahweh bless. <laughs>
and goodbye. White men clad in black are we, hi yo and we'll stamp out some tyranny, hi-yi-yo-ho. White men go, we vote ho, on the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse walls, let red blood flow. Adam Dale, Betty, Dismant, Cherry, All who was in the ruling land, Cherry, White Mango, Revolt Ho, on the city roof, let the red go. White mango, civil war ho. On the courthouse walls, let red blood flow. When oh, white man, their rifles shoot. The Jews are laid low. Cause of laying next, we stop our boots. Because it's the same way with Trader Graham Miller and uh, Liar Bill Mumps, not the clues here. 
I don't know if there's something about me to, you know, about us Christian identity, quote, maniacs or something that pretty well tells mongrels and zogbots that, you know, if Yahweh tells us to go and kill somebody, chances are, if we get our head that Yahweh is told to do it, chances are, yes, uh, we probably would kill you. So probably Skanky wasn't just being a cowardly man for us to run away from Carl Garcia. But what surprised, what, what amuses the hell out of me is that ex-Skanky didn't run away from Jeff Shoup and didn't run away from Harold. But she did run away from, you know, actual Deep Woods dual see my Christine Dante. You know, she, you know, I mean, folks, it, you know, it, it's always in our head. It's always in our head to, you know, kill the enemies of Yahweh and Yahweh's servant nation. It always comes in our head here. You know, the question then comes is whether or not we can get away with it. You know, that, you know, it's, you know the morality of it is moral to destroy the enemies of Yahweh and of Yahweh's servant nation. It's always moral to do that, you know, especially if you can get away with it. You know, the question of it is, is whether or not you get away with it. Chances are, right now, we wouldn't. But the time is coming ahead. In 2015, not so much, but 2016, almost certainly. The time will come when we will rise up. And we'll go ahead and exterminate the enemies of Yahweh and of Yahweh's nation. You know, the chosen seed of Israel's race. We who did hear the call. So until, what, Sunday night? I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. May always bless. And good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.